What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand, A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up, all one word. Facebook.com slash Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. So if you have Tumblr, you can uh, follow us there, share all the episodes there. Of course, we are on iTunes. Please vote, rate, comment, all that great stuff. And uh, our official Twitter handle is at CRS Podcast. Also use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers. And um, every Sunday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m., the pulse-radio.com. You can listen to us play whatever we feel like playing for two hours. So, you that's, know. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, okay. I think I got everything. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? You can follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats S not a Z. Uh, I think you got all the normal things. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I got that. It was, it was a little rough like the last two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get the... I didn't get the um I didn't get the routine right, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to make sure that I I, I jumped right back in the pool. But but you made it very clear this time that it wasn't just another episode. So I you know yeah. I, I noticed you switching that up. You're uh, yep. trying to keep yeah, it fresh man. for the people. Um I should I I'm mad I should I should have vined us doing clock radio speakers. I'm bugging. <laughs> man, you took to that like uh you're all over that. Oh yeah. Now now that they let the uh the Android people in the building. Oh yeah. Who let the dogs out? We we are in the building. It's your boys. So yeah, Vine is dope. Um, it's weird because now I get bored on Instagram. Like these are just pictures. You're not moving. <laughs> You're just sitting there. So yeah, as soon man. as soon as I saw you say that on Twitter, my first, I was my brain probably because we had just you know paid attention to what Papoose did. I was, I kept trying to construct like a Papoosian punchline about. Instagram. <laughs> uh, uh, um, dang, we should have like a contest or something. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody, please use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers and tell us your your most Papoosian punchlines. We, we're definitely talking Papoose this week. Absolutely, talking Summer Jam in general. Greatest moment in hip hop history <laughs> ever. Defi- I mean, that's an interesting uh, definition of the word "great." Um, <laughs> life changing. Life changing. You have no like your. I, I, when we get there, I'll tell you about my my story. Like watching that live was just. I'll never be able to replicate that again. I mean, you know, my kids graduate high school and college. You know, getting married. All doesn't hold a candle to seeing Pabos. <laughs> Did you <laughs> crash the we, summer jam stage? We're we're gonna get into that. Um, okay, let's let's get into other stuff first. We got we got to. I mean, we could basically this is like we're basically following up on what we talked about. Last episode, which is the dream, yeah. So we we got the first we official, did. yep, twenty two k, yep. It's uh, it's all right. It's not great. No, I mean, it, by all intents and purposes, you know, artist on Def Jam, pretty well known guy with really notable hit singles. 22k is like uh is he well known this is an interesting concept to me i um you know what i listened to last week's episode doc and and you you said that dream was an artist who thought that he was bigger than what he really was and you never elaborated on that so i think here's a chance for you to do so so that's i should elaborate on that what i mean by that is he clearly has a rep in the industry Mm -hmm. for being and he a well-deserved rep for being a hit maker from the writing and the production side. Mm-hmm. But as a solo artist, 
He's never had a smash single that is anywhere close to what he's done when he's behind the boards or, or writing. So and, and he and he if you watch if you listen to the um, he did a, a podcast with Juan Epstein, so which is like another variation of they they kind of bit off a of clock radio speakers. I'm, I I'm, I doubt that they heard ours first, but you know, <laughs> we can say that. I mean, you know, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> Um, but he, he, he kind of talked about, you know, he understands his limitations as an artist and he said he really doesn't like to perform, which, you know, kind of validates our theory of him as a, as a, as a stage performer. Um, so, you know, he said he, he, he doesn't feel bad about giving away some of his bigger records to other artists who can perform the record and bring it to life where maybe he couldn't. Yeah. So if you look at his records, traditionally, they, often feature like three or four song sequences that all flow within one another. He mm-hmm. has songs that can be really long. For somebody who makes his, I mean, and when you listen to the Juan Epstein show, I haven't listened to it all the way through, but he talks about how much money he's gotten from some of these, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm using classic, not in like a hip hop way, but like classic pop records in a modern 2000 sort of way, right? Like yeah. the money he got and continues to get from Umbrella is incredible. Yeah. So here's somebody who knows how to craft a pop hit. And yet when he's releasing records, he's, you know, he's got these long meandering, like eight minute slow jams with five different parts. Well, maybe it's because an artist like Beyonce, Rihanna, that he or Justin Bieber that he's made records for can't like, can you imagine anybody else singing fancy? No, no. I, let me please don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. However, that's not like when he's putting that stuff on his records, that's not for the mass market. He's so appealing now, to a niche and that's fine. Right. But on the other hand, when, when you appeal to a niche and when you knowingly give away some of your bigger records, then how sort of, I mean, how, what, what, what could you really expect from, from the dream in terms of sales then? He's, I mean, uh, I would say that the, in this case, you know, on this album, we talked about it, but, the ones that are quote unquote the most radio accessible really aren't even the best ones. Most of them, when they're quote unquote radio accessible, really just feature big name artists, people who he's done work with over the years. Not necessarily songs that are are, are radio ready because they're great. They just happen to sort of feature big names, and that sort of seems to be the strategy. Yep. Um. So, to me, he. If you if you were to take away, and I realize it's difficult when talking about the dream, but if you were to take away his non-solo work and just evaluate his career from that point, he would be a well-respected, I want to say the equivalent of an underground hip-hop artist, but like, no, really. I mean, it's 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 niche work in 2013. It's, ex- it's traditionally excellent work. Sure. But it's not pop work. Right. His own work is not is most of the time it's not pop. So no. I don't I mean in terms of record sales I don't judge him that way. Like no. the dream as a behind the scenes producer has a very different rep than the dream as a solo artist. Yeah. And he doesn't go tour. No, I mean he yeah, I mean he a little he, bit. He's toured. He I guess this last tour with uh with uh, was it Love King it was 19 no 1977. I think that was the first time where I actually Maybe it's the first time I've actually paid attention to him going on tour, but I've never heard of anybody up until recently saying, yo, I'm about to go 
to a dream concert unless it was, you know, the four white girls with puff. <laughs> and, and what's interesting is like he could actually, you know, if he wanted to at his own, like when he's doing a show, not only could he do his own solo stuff, but he could do the songs that he's written for other people. Like we've all, I mean, at least I, I, know, I wish to say we've all, I've certainly like, I've got, you know, his original version of umbrella or his inver- original version of, you know, bed. like they a bed. Yeah. Right. I mean, this stuff floats around. So you, you know, a lot of the stuff there exists a recorded version. Like he clearly knows how to sing these songs that he writes. Like I've seen artists who do stuff like that when, when they're on tour, if they've written for somebody big, they'll perform that as like a little, Hey, yeah. if you just casually showed up to a dream concert, you might not know who I am. Like give them the whole experience. Like there's a way around that, but that's not his focus. Nah. So like when we talk about 22 K like, yeah, he's on Def Jam. But I don't know. I mean, there's no, there, there was no single. I mean, even, even on top of what you're saying, because you're absolutely right, there's no single. There was really not a whole lot of push behind, behind it. He dropped Memorial Day weekend. Like, there's a lot of factors where you're like, all right. Because now, obviously for Def Jam and for a lot of labels, you can tell, like, it's funny. Most of the, the, the big dogs come out fourth quarter like now you've got a a a rush of reputable artists that are about to make music i was gonna say it seems like it seems like the summer is the new time yeah the summer's the new time you've got june you've got a mariah carey just announced she's dropping july 23rd that's interesting so yeah on top of you know what we've talked about this week yeah it seems like this is what i don't know you think they're trying to make that uh that uh that grammy (laughs) i think um I think the fourth quarter has gotten so crowded that I think it almost becomes so like with movies and I'm just wildly speculating here, but this might make sense with movies. What happens is years in advance, like they're making these movies. So studios will announce, oh, I've got this weekend. Yeah. Right. So they they carve out space. So that becomes like, oh, like, you know, so what, like in a week and a half. Um, the new Superman movie comes out. They've known that that movie comes out on that weekend for like 18 months. They they claim that weekend a while ago. Yeah. Right? And they do that in part to sort of say, we're going to be a big deal. So everybody else, you go find your own weekend. And there are hmm. exceptions. There are times where there's either it's too big of a weekend. It's 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 such a – it's like if it's like a holiday weekend, those are really tempting for, for movies to try to like – different studios will put big releases – or if you're doing a counter-programming thing. So if it's like a comedy versus an action, like you can probably right. get away with two roughly big movies. But if it's, when it's one of these like really big movies, like Iron Man, that was the only big movie that dropped that weekend. Yeah. Right? So what I think might be sort of happening is, you know, when you get to fourth quarter, especially if you're in, say, the second half of November in through December, it's crazy. On one hand, yeah, you're benefiting from people doing their holiday shopping, but it's so hard to stand out. Whereas yep. now, like... You know, Mariah announces July 23rd, with the exception of some counter-programming, you know, she just claimed that weekend. Right? There might be a little bit of that going on. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. The other thing I'll say is the other way to go about it is, you know, you could take the J. Cole approach, right, where he saw that Kanye claimed a weekend. Then he's like, no, I'm going after that weekend. And now I'm going to talk about the fact that I'm on the same weekend as Kanye. Yeah. Right. That approach works. Like there's there's something to be said for um, picking a time of year where it's not just we got to get these out before the end of the year. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And I think um, 
you know, so as I think about that, I, I kind of think about, you know, who is going to drop in the fourth quarter this year? I mean, at the end of the Dream uh, podcast, he pretty much announces that Jay Jay's going to release a single with him on it for his album. So, you know, and then Nicki Minaj, who we'll talk about a little later, she has said that she's going back to her roots, her, her, her rapidy rap roots on her new album. I'm assuming that both of those are going to drop this year. Yeah. And Nikki's, else, a, Nikki's an obvious candidate for that later, that second half of November time period. That's her, that's traditionally her time. Yeah. Um, Jay could be any time between, Jay could be any time fourth quarter, except Sep- December. Yeah, September. I, I, if I was to just guesstimate with Jay, I'm going to go with September. I could see September. He's done September, September. before, but November, yes. you know, he's done, he's done November as well. Yeah. Blueprint four? I'm joking. No, I think you're about right there. I think Blueprint 4 is probably the way to go. <sighs> what? <laughs> no. I know. I know. Blue, Blueprint 3. So, Blueprint 3. Whatever, like, Blueprint as a brand, originally, to me, what it represented was, oh, I'm doing soul sampling. Mm-hmm. Right? And even Blueprint 2, I mean, there was, there was a lot of that on there. Like, that was, like... Whether rightly or wrongly, me as a music nerd, that's what I always associated. So Blueprint 3, I was like, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Mm. Um, but I think at this point, it's much like the Carter series is for for um, for Wayne, right? Where that's just the name that you go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that's I think that's that's Jay's thing. I think he's pretty he's pretty uh, traditional with those sort of things. You know, he's got a brand. He'll stick with it. I agree. I don't yeah. want to agree. I don't want to agree. I don't want a blueprint for. But then again, you know, I could care less about a Jay Z album in 2013. So I wouldn't say I could care less. Like, okay, well, I'm not excited. I'm not. I can't wait till it comes out. Of course, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to buy into the little hype or whatever. But you know, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting American Gangster Two. You know, I expect. You know, now, wouldn't that be an interesting brand? That would be. Um, he won't. He won't do no, it. He won't do that. <laughs> he won't do it. That because that sound's not in. You know, Trent Hop and Jay. I mean, it wasn't in at the time either. You <sighs> call him. You call him Trent Hop and Jay. Two thousand seven. But let me tell you, Puff was sitting on those beats forever. Yes, he was. Nobody else wanted them. Oh, but by the way, once Jay got on, once Jay did American Gangster, you saw a ton of New York rappers go out and buy beats just like that. Though Sean C, yeah, Sean C yeah. and LV had a little run. That's right. Um, so I'll Jay say the this, Trend though. Hopper. Let, but let me say this though. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Who who has the budget to to get some of those beats though? Because because Fab's Loso's way was a, a poor attempt of a, <laughs> a recreation yeah. of American Gangster. Like those were like C beats. Yeah. But who who's gonna get the, that A level production? Everything that Puff did to that app, because Puff, and, and as much as we talk, as much as we we talk about Puff, we don't. I don't think Puff gets enough credit for his his producer work. In the in the in the podcast, they talk about what a producer is, and they this they is identify the, the, G, the Dream pod, Podcast, right? Yes, the yeah. Dream Podcast. Yep, they talk about you know the differences between DJ Premier as a producer and you know Puff as a producer, but they're still a producer. One is it more important than the other? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what Puff did to that American Gangsta album, he, I don't believe he gets the credit that he deserves for that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I would agree with that. Um, that album, it doesn't sound the way that it sounds without Puff. No. At all. 
No, but on the other hand, I mean, I don't think you can, I don't think you can divorce Jay from the credit for how that album sounds either. No, not at all. Not because I because I think he he wrapped his behind off on that album. He pulled off the concept of American Gangster to go with the movie very well. Yeah. I just hate that he hid behind the movie. Just do it. Just do Reasonable Doubt too. Yeah, but see, by hiding behind the movie, he gets to not call it Reasonable Doubt too. Yeah. Which mean which would bring a whole other level of stuff like. It's weird. He can go back to that blueprint brand as long as he wants, but as soon as he goes back to Reasonable Doubt 2, all of a sudden he's in the Noriega Raekwon stage of his career. <laughs> when you ha- seriously, when you have the classic debut and you yeah. and you come back with the sequel like you put the number 2 after it, you might as well just say, "Radio, you can ignore me. I'm going to be doing club shows in the tri-state area for the next 3 years." Or do st- or put a still in front of it? Well, put him Stillmatic, yeah. Was Stillmatic the best? What was the best sequel album? The best sequel was, album was it Stillmatic? Well, I don't because, think Stillmatic's a very. Half, I don't think Stillmatic's a very good album. The first half of Stillmatic is very good. Um, the second half is not good at all. Now you're gonna make me look this up. <laughs> the Stillmatic intro, uh, good but not it. incredible. I agree with that. Uh, ethers, uh, ethers uh, horrible. Got yourself a gun. Uh, it's cool. Smoking. Uh, uh, you're the man. Dope. Rewind. Uh, eh. One mic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Second yeah. childhood. Dope. Yes. Destroy and rebuild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The flyest. That's nice. Yeah. Braveheart party. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Somebody. Somebody said on Twitter they were that they were humming Braveheart party. <laughs> like you know the you know the words to Braveheart party. All I remember is like the little, what was that noise? It was like a Spanish guitar, like a tambourine or something. <laughs> um, rule. Oh, yeah. My country. All right. Uh, what goes around. Dope. Right. But you notice there was a lot of eh in that. There was Let, a lot let, of Let's eh. not call that a great all album. Right, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, so, oh, I mean, what do we have? So, we've got Stillmatic. We've got Cuban Links 2. We've got War Report 2. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, would you call 2001 a sequel? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, that's got it. That's, yeah, that's it. If that's, that's it. not it, that's got to be... Because it certainly isn't Blueprint 2. Like, let's be really honest. Wait, wait. Would you no. consider... Well... I would still consider Blueprint 3 a part of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that was the, the best. You know, what I about the volume was. series? Um... I don't know. I mean, but see me, I, I'm not a big fan of the volume. I think volume three is really good. Mm. I think volume three is up there for Jay. I know it doesn't get nearly enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's Timbo in his prime. Um, mm. I know. Yeah, because I mean, it's hot as one of Timbo's best beats. I give you that. Um, there's a lot of... Oh, what about... Um, no, I think you might, 2001 might be it. 500 degrees? Now you're just being funny. 600 degrees you remember that juvenile job 600 degrees yeah it was beefing anyway. all right so we went from the dream to we, we segued into jay um anything else get, anything else we, we want to say about the dream now nah, we can go into jay cole since talking about jay you want to talk okay yeah this jay cole track list yeah well first we want to talk about this uh the single yeah let's talk the tlc single um jay cole featuring tlc crooked smile Yep. It's a, uh, it's a nice little summer single. <sighs> Can I be nitpicky and say I hate the drums? 
Can I be nitpicky and say, my goodness, could he jock 2004 Kanye any harder? That's oh, right. I'm bringing back that word jock. Thing? No, the, this the horror of this song. He might as well just get the backpack with the bear. Like he has just <laughs> airlifted that that aura from from nine years ago. He said jetpacked. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, I agree. This is very I, I, that that's what it was. Thank you, thank you for saying that. That was my problem with the song. It felt like something I had heard before. But I'll give him and, credit for that. I mean, but that that wasn't in a good way. Okay, that wasn't in a good way. I, and and I guess maybe I don't think. Here, here's my problem with the song. You know, it's a positive song. Great. Um, you know, could this possibly be a hit record? I could see this getting spins on the radio. My problem is, as a 90s head, he didn't utilize Chili at all. Chili's supposed to have her own breakdown. Where's her eight bar, <laughs> baby, 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 I can have any man I want to bridge. Where's that at? Mm. All I heard was T-Boz. Because that was a sample yeah. on the record, right? Wow. Okay, so yeah, so where's Chili at? Wait, is that a sample on the record? Did he bring I, him in at all? I thought it, unless he sampled Chili, it felt like a sample to me. Sound like a sample to me. Yeah. And then, Chili, and then at the end, Chili sings along with the choir. Like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to like, use the mess out of that, yo. <laughs> so, whatever. But, I like the idea. I like the fact that he got TLC, just like um, he got Missy on the last album. You know, I like how he carried. I like how he carried on that tradition because there's a again. I, I joke about it, but I'm serious. There's really a lot of '90s artists that we are influenced by that could really, it could benefit both ways. You know, to be featured on these new on these new artists. Like it's cool. Like it's cool now, Doc. I don't know if you noticed now, but it's cool now to say that Puff and Mace influenced you. I've been hearing that from a lot of rappers lately. When when was that not? When was the last time that wasn't cool? Oh my god! I mean, nah, it's been a while. Nah, yeah, it. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, son. I guess maybe because I come from you know I'm so so backpack. No, I'm not so backpack. I just remember that time when Puff was like the Antichrist. I know. I understand what you're saying, but I guess to me, I. Frankly, I, you know, once Mace had his little attempted comeback, I would say which one? The first one with um, the Madonna sample? No, 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 no. The the Kanye 2004. Um, yeah, he had the. Oh no, 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 no yeah, yeah. Wait, he had a Madonna was, sample. He had a Madonna sample on the album. No, nah, I. Shit. I can't tell you. I even actually ever listened to that album. I just remember uh, "Breathe, Stretch, Shake" and "Puff in the Video." <laughs> was "Puff in the Video"? I don't remember. I, I think he was. It. I wasn't watching TV at the time. I think I was, yeah, I was in basic training when that, when that song popped. So I missed all that. Um, I missed all that. I, yeah, that was, remember the Lean Back remix? <laughs> yeah, Eminem on a Scott Storch beat. To my Lean Back. <sighs> anyway, anyway, anyway. J. Cole. Um, J. Cole. J. Cole. Um, so, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, he's clearly, I think it's obvious that he's got, a, he's got better singles this time than last time. Oh yeah, feels like he he might have a little something with this. Um, okay, and keep in mind, I mean, we nitpicked. That was actually one of our first. That was one <laughs> of our early clackerties figures. I was, we we went in on 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 uh, Your Majesty, Your Michael, Jermaine, 
Yeah, um, Jumanji Cole. Jumanji Cole. Um, yeah. We got yeah, we got we got a lot of backlash from from that episode too. Like, people were not people were not happy that we didn't think that was the greatest album ever. And then ironically, we, you know, we reviewed Fonte's album for like 10 minutes and you're like, ah, oh, it's okay. And then like to this day, I still listen to that album pretty continuously. So that's interesting. So let's talk about this track list. Yeah. Is there anything? So, um, did you read the complex breakdown? No. Oh, I, complex broke down each track. No, I, I stay off of complex. Um, um, I guess I need to, I probably need to go back on there. Cause now that I've, I've rediscovered my love for Solange's second album i probably need to go back on there because she's on the cover and i want to read that so um, i'll go back on there but whoa they actually they heard the album yeah they sat down with I, j cole and went track by track oh i thought only elliot wilson and i thought elliot wilson was the only one who had heard the album okay um for so forbidden fruit yeah with 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 kendrick yeah it's j cole and kendrick they're they're going it sounds a little bit like they're going back and forth talking about adam and eve okay um first of all there's a song called let nas down i just have to <laughs> yeah i thought we talked about that on the show where the name it's funny because when it leaked online and he was like and it was like the song was supposed to be called i disappointed nas he's like nah nah it's not called i disappointed nas like he was offended instead it's that, called let nas down yeah like come on <laughs> really oh man um yeah so the, the story is uh nas was really uh, disappointed with workout with workout um and uh j cole was really offended by that or he took it to heart at least um i don't even know um now but i thought he said there were no rappers nobody was rapping on the album so it's kendrick what he uh, says he's very specific he says there are no 16 bar rap verses that's accurate. That's corny. Him and Kendrick go back and forth. Kendrick that's, never spits a full 16. And Kendrick does the corny. hook. That's corny. That's corny. That's like super corny. Man. <laughs> well, here's what I don't get. So the deluxe edition is just truly yours three. Yep. Which isn't out yet, but I presume will be also available online for free. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to roll that out. Um, yeah, that's an interesting. I get maybe it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if it's like a real second disc or not. Nah, that, eh. that's a lot of tracks. That is, but some you know it's really um yeah. And it, well, look four, at it's, it. It's, you, it's 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 really only it's twelve tracks and four skits and then all the bonus. Not, yes, yeah, because I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the iTunes screenshot. Yeah, I am right now too. Yeah, 21 songs, an hour and 18 minutes. So you know, okay. <laughs> he did, he did better than Kairos with more songs. Nah, I mean, oh, no. Kids. Listen, if we would have split out our skits, oh man, we would have had 23. One, two, yeah, not, not Well, yet. no, we would have had tw- yeah 20. Yeah, we would have had 23, and 23. then 24 if you count Amy Winehouse. Yeah, we're we're doing it uh, cash money style. Yeah. Actually, that no was limit. more like a no limit thing, right? It's no limit, yeah. No limit. Like, Cash Money was usually about 18. No limit be like, yeah, we got 30 tracks on a 74-minute yeah. <laughs> CD. <laughs> Giving you more for your money. Yeah, but that was back in the 1699 Sam oh Goody. Somebody laughed at me because yeah, nobody I Nobody it. paid that, though. I did. Oh, man. That, 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 see, that like the mall stores had higher prices 
Now, see, but my problem was was that I didn't have a ride everywhere, so I couldn't go to Media Player Best Buy and get it for ten bucks. I could go to the mall, and while I was there, pay the extra seven dollars. I, uh, I, you know, I've said it before. I've, we talk about, I was talking about almost every episode, but you know, for me, it was the BXPX, very reliable, like eleven dollars. Yeah, that was the. Uh, yeah, that was the yeah. way to go. Um, it's like twelve ninety eight or something. Yeah, something you know, like obviously we're not going to sit here and try to project what an album will sound like off a track list. That is not this kind of podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely, if you haven't, you know, for, obviously you haven't. But anybody who's listening to this, like, go read the complex breakdown. Um, sounds like um, I would say he was inspired by Kendrick, but this is certainly a more I want to say spiritual because that brings a wrong connotation, especially on this podcast. It is a more conscientious uh, J Cole. I mean, it's called Born Center, so I'm expecting a level of personal spirituality on the album. Right. I'm expecting that, that. That's fair enough. I'm expecting that. Um, He's got Kearney. So I don't know if you know who, who Pat, I'm, I'm sure he, Pat, uh, yeah. I mean, the second track is Kearney Sermon. So if you're on YouTube and, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you know, our wonderful Christian audience, they... They're up on Pastor Kearney, who's one of those 2 a.m. BET preachers. Um, and, but he's hilarious, though. So I'm wondering what, what direction they go with that, if that's uh, something where they're kind of, you know, poking fun or, or what. But that, let, that there lets me know that Voluminati, like, it's just little, little things here and there on top of the Born Center let me know that he's, he's going to be using some, some spiritual themes to kind of, bring the story home. So I'm expecting it. Anything else J. Cole related? Um, what are you, um, so you're anticipating, are you, would you say you're anticipating this more than his last album? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, actually, you know what the funny, I'm, all these albums that are coming out in the next few weeks, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to Yeezus the less, the least, but yeah, Mac, I'm I'm actually looking forward to Wale's album the most. <laughs> Just because I liked Ambition that much. I really liked Ambition. Ambition was good, but it wasn't. It surprised me. I I, I give you that. It surprised and it carried over. And I studied what Wale did with that as how that album carried him basically eight months. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know. I think I think he takes some risks on this album. I think we talked about that last week yeah, uh, with the love hate thing. I mean, speaking okay. of Wale, he's got oh. a couple. He's got a couple songs out right now. Yeah, yeah, and the whole MMG. Look at that, Pune. Yo, yo, your segue game is a one. I don't know how often I have to tell you that, but great job because I wasn't even thinking about that. But yes, the problem is, is we keep calling out when we make such great segues. Like, if you- <laughs> sorry, it's all, all right. good. So he's got the bad remix with Rihanna. Yep. How do you yeah. feel about this? Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I guess let's let's bring the story home. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad was originally a song by Tierra Thomas. It's her song. Wale, <clears throat> Wale gets it from her, keeps her on the hook, you know, puts it out. I think that's probably the reason why they dropped Falarin was to roll that out, to have a reason to roll that out, a, a collection of material, because I don't think his album was done. Yeah. So like, hey, we've got a we've got a mixtape ready of stuff, but let's squeeze bad in the middle of this mixtape because really nothing else on album really sounded like bad. So they push bad, 
Um, it, it does well. It lasts, you know, however many months to prep for, um, for um, the gifted. And then uh, Tierra signs with Division One, who is Rico Love's label. Mm. Division One Interscope, she signs there. And then in turn, um, he puts Rihanna on the remix. And, you know, they both said that it, there was no love lost. There's no, you know, she's not salty about it. I'm sure, I'm sure she got compensated for it. Um, yeah, so she's putting out other music. She re-released her original version because her version was out first. She re-released her original version. And now you've got Wale and Rihanna on, on this record together. I forgot they did something on, uh, on his first album. Like what was it called? Con- Contemplate. Uh, it was really depressing. Um, but so was Wale's first album. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So bad. Like to me, this. I guess to me, this tells me they're they're gonna try to ride ride this until the album drops, right? Oh, that oh, well into this album. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, love is love hate thing a single? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a buzz. We're obviously not going to blow with this single. I think this is one of those, um, you know, I'm I'm going to do something different on my album. You know, I think that was I think that's one of those singles that like preps you like, look, this album is probably there's going to be some stuff that sounds like this on the album because Wale kind of tripped and fell into the, his until his female audience, which is a large chunk of his audience. But before then, he had a very conscious, conscious, conscious audience. And I think Love Hate Thing kind of caters to both. It's got the conscious vibe to it. But then, you know, he's kind of got some some girl reps in there, some diced pineapples in there. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the track listing now. He's he's it looks like he's definitely going for that sort of approach where he's going to try to have something for everybody. Yeah. Like I mean, he's got a song with Nicki and Juicy J called "Clappers." I and give you from one credit as to what that, one second is to tell you what that sounds like. Um, well, from what I understand, that's going to be the next single, and they're projecting that to be pretty big. Yeah. Um, Go right along with uh, that. That hopefully that might set up Juicy's album, right? Yeah, you know, Juicy's interesting. Um, so far removed from from bands at this point. So he started has I want to say it's to start over, but you know he needs a whole new. He needs another hit record. He's not going to get something as big as Ben. Well, I mean, the yeah, funny never part say is never. Just, yeah, because you're always. I, I realize now with um, uh, with somebody like Meek Mill and the Levels joint, like you're really just one rec. You're always one record away. People really like that Levels song. They do. I do not understand that at all. They do. I I told you why. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a psychology thing. I don't, it doesn't sound that good. Like ah, whatever. Anyway, um, and it's slow. It's, it's slow, and yeah. Oh, he's got Life Jennings on his album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life hey, yo, you on a song with Yo Gotti of all things. Anyway, um, oh, Wale's man. also got um, so the, one of the uh, three leaks from the new. Self-Made 3. Yeah, they announced Self-Made 3. How do you feel about Self-Made 3, first off? Um, there, the explanation behind it was really interesting. It was um, that when they're recording all this stuff, they sometimes record songs that don't fit into a particular vibe. Mm-hmm. 
And so they still went away to release that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I get that, but it's not like their albums are so stylistically consistent that there's not room for like, like the, the, <laughs> it's not like the songs that they release don't sound like MMG songs. It it was a weird explanation. Well, for that. I mean, but it's funny because the three records that they leaked to me don't sound like self-made one MMG songs. They don't sound like self-made two MMG songs. They sound we'll like talk Ross about, records. We'll get into that in a second. Well, that that's my point, Doc. Like when you I'm sound- sorry, when I say MMG, I mean Ross. Okay. I should clarify that because the, yeah, when I say an MMG sound, I mean Ross's different sounds. He does. Right. What does he, he have? Three. He's got the Justice League sound. Yep. He's got the trap. The trap sound. The trap sound. And I'd say. Well, those are the two main sounds. Those are the two main sounds. And he has, you know, ones where he does other. He does other stuff. I'm not. Well, I'm not a star still with trap record. Uh, yeah. Number one. Um, I would say, and he also has like, and he showed this a little bit on on his last album. I mean, record sound to me like this. Uh, this poor decision song. Right, that yeah. I think that would that beat would have fit in on uh, God forgives I don't. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's you know it's uh, Wale with Ross and, and Lupe. Lupe. Jake won in the beat. Yeah. Uh, beat is cool. Yeah. Ross is all right. Yeah. Lupe is nice. Yeah. Um. And Wale, you know, we could. Wale heard that Lupe verse and got scared. He got nervous. <laughs> he got a little nervous. He was like, "Oh, that's what we doing." But now Lupe cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have put Lupe last. Yeah. Because who's, who's going to stay and listen to Wale after that? Listen to Wale, yeah. Um, so, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make I want to make this point real quick before we go talk about these other two records. Yeah, yeah. Self-Made 3 to me. Oh, yeah. Says that Mastermind isn't ready. That spoke to Ross more than... Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I would also take that as saying... Meek needs help. Yeah, because they um, didn't put out they didn't put out DC three. Although notice we had three leaks, three videos, not a single whiff of Meek Mill. Nah, they should have had that levels video ready. Yeah, I think they got a little surprised by that. Yeah, nah. Where, whereas no, this, they were they were push they were pushing that record a little bit. They were trying, but like they had videos ready for these. Like they, these have been in the can. Like they yeah they, they didn't, you know I think levels. Which, which lets me know that this was a decision that was probably made in I don't know March. I don't know if they need that much time, but no. I mean, well, okay. Well, March, April, April at the latest to say, hey, look, um, you know, well, Box Chevy wasn't doing anything. Box Chevy didn't do anything. Mika kind of stalled. Swank, because remember we had this conversation about a month ago. Like there were we were we were complaining because there was no MMG anything on the radio. We, I don't know if we were blocks. complaining. I think we might have been noting. Well, uh, we were no okay, noting whatever. Stolly, Stolly had 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 stalled out. Um, you know, Nipsey had signed at the end of the year. There's still no victory lap. He hadn't leaked anything since he's since since then he's leaked like three records in a month. Rocky Fresh was dropping random mixtapes for no reason. So there there seemed to be a whole lot of like discontent or dis disorientation. We'll say that. Okay. Like okay. it seemed they seemed they were they seemed to be disoriented a little bit. Now it seems that they're all back on one one accord, and I like it because um, I think it benefits everybody. If Ross doesn't drop until the end of the year, until like October, this this benefits everybody because you can put you can put Omarion on an album because they they've messed up on Omarion a few times. You can put 
um, Rocky Fresh. You can introduce Rocky Fresh and uh, Nipsey. Um, you know, while he doesn't really have to be on the on the album like that, I'm sure he is. But you know, he's got that in the gifted. And then you can re you can kind of reestablish Ross and Meek Mill. I think it's a good move. Well, well here's what I don't get. Why do you have to put out these three records at the same time? I'm not mad at it because to me they're three different records. They are, but you've got the three different records and you've got that Meek record that they should be pushing like crazy right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, We're still a long way from the album actually coming out. When does it come out? August? August. Oh, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> that's stu- I thought it was coming out in July. I'm bugging. So they're going to have to do another round of leaks. Yeah. Like, I, what are they? I mean, they're not going to just, I mean, they're not going to just, because neither, none of these are singles. Let's no. be 100% clear. No, 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 no. These no, are no. leaks. They leaked three records, plus yep. Wale has the bad, plus yep. Levels record. That's five records. It's five records to be pushing, and only one of them has an album coming out anytime soon. Yeah. And Meek does not, by any means, need to put out Dream Chasers 3 at all. Well, I don't know. He needs to do something with Levels. He needs to do something with Levels. It's kind of like with, uh, you know what I noticed, man? Like, what is R.I.P. on? Why is R.I.P. on the radio? What? Mixtape. Whose mixtape? That was on uh, Jeezy's mixtape, right? That was on the one that, ju- the It's the World that just dropped like a week ago, right? No, it was before that. It was on the, was it on the first one? I thought so. Am I wrong? Hold on. Yeah, it was it from, it was from It's the World. Oh, <sighs> all right Never mind. all right okay by the way i'm not looking up uh r.i.p on wikipedia I, f- I finally understand why dj mustard is named dj mustard why his first name is dijon oh my god you see he's releasing an album called ketchup he put out it was a mixtape he put it out already how you feel about that i haven't heard it but <laughs> <laughs> i heard the dom kennedy record and it was all right um, so, you know, I get it. I, I think, you know, you know, Mike will kind of ushered that trend in a little bit. So I get it. I get, I think he needs that because now he's trying to, you know, one of the things that, um, the knife wonder said was, um, you know, when he was going through that threat, is she the reason Mary J Blige, when she did, when he, when he was doing all those records, like, he wasn't putting himself out like that. And he said he, he kind of regrets that he, he wasn't doing what just Blaze and Pharrell were doing, kind of putting a face to the, to the beats. So I think nowadays, you know, producers want just as much credit as the artists do. I don't know anything about that. But I, um, <laughs> I would say DJ Mustard's one of those producers that makes me feel like an old man because I listen to his records and I'm like, eh, I don't, you know. Between him and uh, him and Harry Fry, we're going to talk about a little later. Yeah. Um, most of the time, like when I hear Harry Fry, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not like, you know, people are like, oh, it's Harry Fry. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, and like first there was I'm different and now yep. RIP. And now we're going to have just, I mean, look, I'm not, I don't blame the guy. He's going to take that sound and sell it to every rapper who wants something just like it. And that's the funny part. Jake, I, I listened to J. Cole's interview with, uh, with Elliot Wilson. And he made a really good point where he was like, you know. People were were talking about how his, how repetitive his beats are, but he's like, you know, turn on the radio and you know, a lot of producers who are popping right now take that one sound and, as you said, run it into the ground. So, I mean, what's the difference? I would say the difference is that, and I, I understand what he's saying, but I would say the difference is that 
fans don't, you know, nobody's, well, I see what DJ Mustard's trying to do, but for the most part, people aren't like listening to 15 DJ Mustard records back to back. Whereas they will listen to an album of J. Cole's records back to back. So if an album all sounds the same, you're in trouble. I would say that's the difference. Mm. Um, so we got two more MMG records to talk about. Yep. 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 We've got, uh, uh, let's, talk about the- Ro- let's talk about Rocky Fresh. Okay. That was the third one. I, that was the other one I was thinking about. Yep. Rocky Fresh. It's called God is Great. Yep. Produced by Boy Wanda and the Maven Boys. Yep. So this was really the, this was the first leak. Yep. Um, so let me just say, needless to say, Rocky still has a very good ear for beats. Yeah. The beat is dope. The beat is dope. Song is cool. It's all right. Yeah. Rocky's not eh. setting the world on fire on the song. Not at all. But the beat's nice. Yeah, this is actually cool. probably, this might, I know you're going to hate this. I think this is out of the three songs. This is my favorite beat right here. Yeah, you're bugging. No, I'm not. I'm going to explain yes. why. I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain. I think it's the best one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, So uh, this is an interesting choice to introduce Rocky Fresh, for them to really try to introduce Rocky Fresh to the matches. Yeah, because they, they, they premiered this video on 106, you know. They, they, I mean, they premiered all the videos on 106, but, you know, he got a look yeah. for this. Whereas there were records, even with Ross, from his last two mixtapes. Electric Highway should have got, gotten a few more visuals. They could have pushed that a little bit more. That, was, I, I think, And actually, ahead. even just on, on his most recent one, there was a record with Ross. That's it's really dope. The, what was it called? Like El Pollo Loco? What was the name of that beat? Uh, what was the name on, of that song? I'm going to look at this one. Hold on. Everybody's hearing me going to Wikipedia. I think we're used to it. Yeah. This, this this place might as well just be sponsored by Wikipedia at this point. Right. Um, really, Wikipedia? You don't have articles for his uh... man. That's I'm messed su- up. I'm not surprised. Uh-oh. Oh. Now I got to go to Dad Piff. Hold on. Um, no, that's unnecessary. Uh, of course, Dad Piff has horrible tagging. I can't even remember what it was called. Was it Panera Bread? Might have been. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great name for a song. Who doesn't <laughs> love Panera? Um, but anyway, no, you know, he, he's had records this year that you think might've been an obvious choice for a look, but, um, yeah. and, or, or frankly, they could have those, like, you want to talk about stuff to put on self-made three, like any one of those songs that really sounds like Rocky fresh, like he, he has a certain sound he's working with, you know, his main producer is what Lunice. Um, wow. so, um, Lunice and Hudson Mohawk together make up, I just pronounced the group TNGHT. Is that what you call it? Tonight, I guess. You call it tonight. I mean, I, it's tonight missing every vowel possible. Um, yeah. So his producer that he works with most of the time, Lunice, like him and like they have a sound. They do. They could have taken one one of the better tracks off of Electric Highway and just threw like someone else from MG and called it the remix. Like give that a push. Like this is Rocky Fresh. We're giving him the cosign, but here's his sound. Mm-hmm. Right. Was I would say God is great. Like I like the beat, but it doesn't really sound like Rocky Fresh to me. So that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. As, as they roll him out. To, to like the masses, does he retain his sound? I think that's always the challenge as MMG integrates new people. Right? Wale right. probably did it the most successfully because he adapted. Um, he adapted know, to the sound. He yeah. adapted the sound. He you know he adopted the best parts. I would say that um, Stali, uh, you know, he's struggling. No. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what, what happens with Rocky. But, you know, I like the beat. And then uh, let's talk about let's talk about this Rick Ross and Jada Kiss Oil Money Gang. Yeah, you're a fan. Yeah, this record is crazy. Um, 
Justice League and the Beat. Justice League. Very smooth. Lonnie Liston Smith sample. Let, let me talk about this beat for a second. It's pretty good. It's not amazing. Yeah. I think what happens, I think people go, you know, they're like, oh my God, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those smooth, quote unquote, Justice League beats. Like, this is deeper than, than, than Rap Ross. And they just get crazy. It's like, ah, like, yeah. it's a good beat, but it's not great. There's a lot better Justice League beats that they got. I'm not going to discredit the beat because they have better beats. You know, one thing that we talk about is that, hey, Ross needs to be making more songs like this. Sure. But just because the songs like it doesn't mean it's it's as good as. It's still a good good song. Well, I think Ross is pretty good on this, but he's not great. I don't really like Jadakiss on this at all. Oh, you're bugging. That's the best Jadakiss verse in years. No, the the tempo is all wrong for his flow. He doesn't. His flow is... His flow he's isn't better, there for me. Nah, he's he. I hate Jada Kiss on the for whatever reason. Like they love him on Southern beats, so like he'll get on. Like remember him on the Never Scared remix, like just those really slow beats. He was on yeah. like a Lil John record. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. This is like at the at the at the tip of how fast or how slow I want Jada rap it because Jada kind of fits in that. I want, I, I'm not. I'm not really fluent in my BPMs, but what am I thinking? High eighties. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't loaded this one up to to figure it out. I don't know. Well, I mean, like where Jada Kiss shines the best. Like, he's, well, like he's, yeah. Oh, you like my see, favorite. My favorite verse from Jada is forty bars of tear. That's that's a uh, champions here one. Uh, Terror squad. My, my, yeah, like yeah, my, yeah. my favorite Jada is blood pressure. Okay. But that and that's the tempo that I want Jade or that I like Jade at. Okay. So what is that? Uh, I don't know. Off the top of my head. Just off the top of your head, like is night is like ninety one, is that too fast? Now you're gonna make me like go and tap this out real quick. Um no. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but okay. like when I think of New York rappers who do better at slightly more up tempo, I think of someone like Banks. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about him in a minute. Like the slowest I want to hear Banks is in like the mid to upper 80s. Yeah. I really want him in the 90s. But but Jada, I don't mind Jada on Southern Beats. Mm. <laughs> and, and, just, and, I, and I will say that just because, like, you know, we're getting extra nerdy and talking about BPMs, but I'll say that just because there's a rule of thumb about a rapper, there are sometimes still, just due to how a rapper likes to put words together, there might be, even if, like, let's say someone's really good at, mid tempo and someone's really good at at slow tempo there still might be a pocket there in the middle that they're still kind of awkward at especially mm-hmm. if they switch up the flow when they go from it's almost like shifting a car right mm-hmm. if they switch their flow up when they go from low to mid if you catch them right in that middle space sometimes it's a little weird now i'm getting real nerdy yeah that's, that's to that's... me where this jade first fits like he's right in that like transition up and I don't know. It's just not. I mean, I'm overanalyzing to death. I was. I mean, right. like when I hear it, it just doesn't knock me out. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good song. It's not great. Kills that verse. Nah, you're bugging. Best song out of the three. I think Poor Decisions is the worst out of the three. But uh, well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. God is great is the worst out of the three. I don't think. I mean, the beat alone on God is great is great. I mean, it's, it's cool, but it's, it's a really no, good beat. It's it's because of uh, Rockland Fresh. <laughs> Is that his new nickname, Rockland Fresh? Yeah, Rockland. <laughs> but 
Yeah. So, I mean, but all in all, you know, I guess we can both agree and say that, that these three records are they're, they're good records. Like They're good, but they're not, they're not great records either. Well, I'm like, now Self Made 3 is on my radar. I'll say that. Sure. If I would have heard three more, you know. <laughs> Box Chevys. No, hold on. I just thought about <laughs> when they went to Las Vegas and they had David Copperfield come out. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, <laughs> who aren't longtime listeners of Cloud Radio Speakers, they, so... This was this is for self made too, right? Yeah. Black Magic's name of the song, right? Black Magic. Black yeah. Magic. So they perform Black Magic live in Las Vegas, and the verse of, of, of Black Magic, you know, references David Copperfield. Yeah. So so Ross gets David Copperfield to be out there, but the worst part is it's not like I mean the song's called Black Ma- Magic, and it's and it's like it's not like it's a reveal and then boom David Copperfield appears, which would have been amazing. Or like David Copperfield like doing a trick where like Ross appears with the Maybach out of nowhere. Like that would have been interesting. Instead, he's just awkwardly out there. He just walks out. It just and makes like, no sense. They're like, David Copperfield, y'all. <laughs> makes some noise. <laughs> they're like, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, Speaking uh, of Jadakiss, he's got a new song out. Yeah. With you man with me with our man Terius Nash. Yeah, with Terius. You already think you're coming back down? <laughs> you gotta give me a minute. Go ahead and tell me what the song. I'll be it's, called, it's called Big Boy Dialogue. Yeah. Um it's not I don't think this is produced by the dream. Because it's nah. samples. Um right. it's a to me, I don't know, it's a very familiar sample. Like if you 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 know, you grew up on East Coast hip hop, you're gonna recognize the sample. Yeah. Um I think the song's alright. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, you know, this is, he's got a, a, a street album, a.k.a. a mixtape coming out. Is that right? Oh, another one? Really? Top five dead or alive, right? No, I thought that was an album album. We got to put out an album, B. I, I want an album. I want to. No, top five dead or alive has to be an album. That, that's Dude. not something that you say. You When did he say that? 90, what, no, 99? No, I, I take that back. It's uh, uh, 2000. Top five dead or alive. And okay. That's, just off one, and that's just off one LP. Like, Nah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that this, has is, to be an this album. is it's an album. It's an album. Okay, okay, okay. Due later this year off Def Jam. Okay. With a, apparently a new Locks project to, to follow. Who did they sign with? I have no idea. <laughs> well, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Okay. It's all right. But, song, okay. Song's all right. Song is cool. Um, you know, all right, cool. Jay is coming out this with This is his warm up, like, hey, everybody, I'm here. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for him. I, I, ho- I hope Jada finally, you know, gets over that hump and drops the album that I think a lot of us have kind of expected him to drop. Uh, I think that I think that ship has sailed. <sighs> let, let me let let me be optimistic. Okay, let me be optimistic because I agree, but I don't want to agree. Okay, I don't want to agree. Spe- speaking of uh, a lot of a lot of new records from New York people this week, <laughs> Summer Jam. Come on. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's talk, yeah, let's talk about Action Bronson. Yeah. Action Bronson featuring your man, LL. Yeah. Lloyd Banks. Yeah. Strictly for my Jeeps remix. Yep. Harry Fraud on the beat. Yep. How you feel about this? Um, I like it. I wish it was longer. Mm. I think, what are they, I think it's three, is it three eight bar verses or three twelve bar verses? Thr- I think it's three 12 bar verses. That, mm-mm. 
No, no, no. I need I need full 316 because the record's only the record's not even three minutes long. As soon as you get into the verse, here comes the hook. Like, no, 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 no. I need four more from from each of those because everybody kills this record. Dare I say Bronson has the worst verse on the on the record. He does. Okay. But that's only because LL Cool J just pulled a Dwayne Wade and you know, I don't know if he got if he like flew to Germany and got like the blood transfusion or whatever, but like LL is alive, LL is alive on the yeah. song. Yeah. And Banks I, no, is, he, he, Banks comes unleashed too. Yeah, he he parked in his mentions when X accidental races dropped and he just used it as fuel, like, oh okay. Boom. Nah, I wouldn't put it like that. I mean Maybe that's true, but I don't want to hear that excuse from him. Because accidental racist, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, of course he did. He owns up to it. You know, that record is an abomination. Man's a legend. Has anybody heard that album? The country album? No, no, his album that just came out like two weeks ago. No, no one. I don't think anybody has heard. Literally, nobody in the world has heard that. Um, Between that and Eve's album, like I haven't heard anything. Yeah, that Eve album, man. Talk about it? no! I'm saying talk about a record that nobody heard about. Yeah, that's tough. Who she signed with? That's a good question. I guess we can pull up on Spotify. Yeah, we're trying to find this right now. Man, Eve's 35. Wow, when did that happen? Sounds about right. Um, wait, how long is she? Oh, this is the record that she's been working on. For like six years. This is Tambourine, right? This is Tambourine. Wow. Which I actually liked. Wow. No, your, your, your Swiss Beat Slander card has been revoked, sir. What are you talking about? You don't like Tambourine? No! <laughs> tambourine? No! <laughs> uh, she is signed to Red Distribution. She's got a she's got a distribution deal. Okay. All right. So there um, you go. So now riddle me wow, this. Doc. Wow! 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 Eighty six hundred copies first week. Okay. Now riddle me this, Doc. Yeah. Do distribution companies do not help with uh with promo, right? Uh no. Not unless, the way that we're thinking of. There, she signed to some label called From the Rib. This has that has to be her, Eve. I, I know. I know. That's her. So she went indie. Yeah, it's her own. There it is. Her own independent record label. Yeah, so she's indie. She didn't, she, you know, probably didn't have a crazy budget. So I get it. So, um, yeah, strictly for my Jeep. So, um, I, you know, I've, I've, I already mentioned it once in this episode. I'm not <coughs> the world's biggest fan of Harry Fraud. I get it. You know, he's got, I think he's got something with this sort of very old New York meets new production style mm-hmm. um i want to see who who takes that and runs with it for real like you somebody think, there's got there's got to be a hit somewhere in there you'd think french french was close shot caller was close it was close and i'm a french I'm a french, ab- french abandoned him on the we're talking about french later on don't yeah. worry um french abandoned him on the album yeah. action's not gonna be that guy there's no way action bronson's gonna be a crossover like <laughs> but um I think somebody could do something with it, though. Somebody, the right person. That's right, the right person, and it probably will. It, it will have to probably be a established artist. I was just gonna say. I wonder if I wonder if Jay gives him a call. 
Oh, you know what? Considering he was Harry, was Harry is Harry from Queens or does he just work with a lot of dudes from Queens? I don't know where he's from. Probably from like Providence or something. Yeah, shout out to here you. Here you go. No, nah, no, nah, you know. You, oh, you shout Providence, you get money up there? No, <laughs> I don't actually. Um, no, he's from Brooklyn. Okay, Harry Fraud's from Brooklyn. Well, there you go. Connection. Boom. <laughs> Jay Z, Brooklyn. Now he's got to sample what? Brooklyn Zoo, Crooklyn Dodgers, Blase Blase Danger. No, nah, it'll be something big. Like Biggie. It'll be, um, or something bad boy, definitely. Uh, you could do Juicy. No, nah, I. It's been nah. done. It's been done. Um, did that to death. That, that's a that's an Uncle Murder move. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know, maybe some Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, he could do. Um, yeah, I'll tell you right do, now. Um, if Harry Fraud sent Jay, dun, 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 something dun, with the with a bit dun, with a, with, with dun, a noteworthy dun, dun. Big Daddy Kane sample. Jay's just writing the check right there. Ain't no half stepping. Yeah, he could. He yeah, could update. Ain't no half stepping. He could update that. Um, Jay wants to get on his iggity biggity stuff. He could. He could redo. Uh, what was the? Uh, what was the one? What was the one on the Juice soundtrack? Oh, good. enough respect. Just you know, just sounds like a gunfight, like a gun battle. I don't know if you remember that, but but yeah. That that sounds like an idea. Or or Fab. Because we didn't talk about this Fab record. What Fab record? The f- one with Fab and 2 Chains, When I Want To. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, how, how, does, <clears throat> how does Fab let 2 Chains walk all over him in that record? 2 Chains, just, just, I'm, but I'm telling you, 2 Chains <laughs> has been cleaning up a few people on these collaborations. Such as? Um, <laughs> don't think I'm gonna don't, don't think I, I'm gonna okay. let a statement like that just get I'll out there. I'll say this: I liked him on um, was it Chris Tucker? Was that the record he did with J Cole on Truly Yours too? He was all right. He's cool. I liked him on RP. I liked him on Bees in the Trap. I mean, these aren't. Uh, but I mean, Fab again, is a, Fab is a legitimate think, MC. No, 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 no. I think that it takes level of skill to do a radio and make commercial music. I'm not denying that at all. And but, but Fab, if anybody, if anybody from New York who's still who's still you know not old, although he's getting there, it can can cross that line between being able to make a radio record and and still like be a lyricist. Fab's in that conversation. No, you don't think so. I'm done with Fab. I'm done. done with Fab. I'm done. I'm done. This record, like, you can't, you can't be known for being consistently lazy in your career <laughs> and making mediocre music, and then you put out a song called When I Want To, and then your first ad lib, as soon as the beat starts, is I ain't in no rush. Yes, you are. Nah, get out of here. Get out of here. That's you, you, that's should- you being annoyed on a rapper. You're on that rapper nah, tip. Nah, this isn't even, this is somebody who listened to Fab, you know, rapping over Money, Power, Respect on, on Clue's uh, mix show. Fab and Nori. This is a fan of, no, I wasn't a fan of Fabulous Sport. Um, I was going to say, we, we bringing back the Fabulous Sport days? Nah, not Fabulous Sport. Because I was like, who is this guy? He sounds like Mason. He sucks. But, you know, come on. The only time I seen Time Behind Bars is in the Cartier. The uh the 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 funk flex it's yours freestyle off uh sixty minutes of funk volume four but 
this is this isn't even me as a rap. Dog, my album's done. I'm not even thinking like a rapper anymore. I'm I'm good. I'm back to being fan Armand that just wants to hear good music because a lot of good music is coming out and I want to enjoy it. But nah, man, like nah, Fab, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I'm good. All right, Fab hasn't put out that album. The closest he did to putting out that album that that people thought he was capable of. I mean, he's in the same boat as to me. He's in the same boat as Jada. No, he's way he's, ahead of Jada. No, no, Jada. No. When was the last time Jada had a really good mixtape? Champ is here too. How long ago was that? <laughs> Dog, like 2004. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> When's the last time Fab had a good mixtape? He just had one. What? The Soul Tape? Yeah. Man, get out of here. I'll both take. Of those, both of those were mind numbingly mediocre. Uh, uh, all right. They had a couple of records on them. That's a couple more than Jada's had. Uh, oh, this man. is the funny part. The funny part, Doc, is when people like when when people hear us disagree. I think they get like like nervous, <laughs> like they think we're really gonna fight, <laughs> and then we just start laughing. Like, come on! But yeah, we sit here, not, t- we sit here, we sit here arguing about fabulous. I've known Doc for ten years. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin our friendship because he and I disagree on a, on Fab's discography. <laughs> I got a song. I think we're gonna disagree on. Speaking of you, man, two chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's two chains and go. Pharrell. Feds watch. Yep. Yep. How do you feel about this? I'm not. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. The beat is cool. I think I, think I don't like 2 chains on it. I probably need to hear it a few, a few more times. What about you? I think the beat is okay. Okay. I think 2 chains is 2 chains. This is what I'm interested in. This is not at all what I'd expect from a first single from Dos Cadenas. This nah. is not. Like I was. This is. This is an interesting move. Yeah. I, I'll say that. Pharrell had a nice little had a nice little like run, nice little hot streak. He did. But this record and that Buster record, I don't know, man. They trying to push that Buster record, man. I, I know they, they, they got a, they got bit. they got a Nicki remix coming. Oh, of course. Yeah. Are you are you predicting that? Or have you heard that? Heard it. Okay. I haven't heard. Oh, I mean, I heard that it's coming. I haven't heard the record. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's that's mind-numbingly obvious. Um, she there's no remix without her. Um, I don't really like either of those records. Nah, the the, the, the horns on Torquita are hilarious. On the hook, they they are. Those horns are great. Um, to me, uh, Pharrell's in mode right now. What is that? That it, heat check. Uh, that's a basketball term, right? So if you're obviously you know this, but this is this is for the reference for everybody else. So if you're like if you're really feeling it in a game, this is like when LeBron is like really feeling it and he starts tossing up like twenty eight footers. Um. It's a heat check. He's like, how how hot am I really? Can I really make this? And so Pharrell's had a little bit of run, and these sort these are like weird beats, but not like weird and like a, oh, it's amazing. It's sort of like that's just kind of weird. Like Pharrell's in heat check mode. Like, can he? First of all, he got these records sold, but now can they become hits or at least yeah. radio radio like in radio rotation? Yeah. So to me, they're heat check records. Okay. Um, it's it's an interesting record. This is he will certainly have another two chains will have another single before the album drops. Oh, absolutely! Right. I think this is the hey guys, I'm dropping a second album single. Mm. This is this is I, I think this is the thing now, Doc. Like, you yeah. know, Miss America with J Cole. Like, excuse me, you put out these buzz records, and I think you know, in the instance of, you know, sometimes sometimes it works, and they just push that as the main single, so they can. It's like a win win because 
you push the single out, it doesn't do well, you can at least put it out as a bonus track on, on the deluxe version of your album, even though the regular version doesn't exist. But the, the problem comes is if you push it out, but the album's not ready. Like if it's close to being ready, and then if the song takes on a life of its own quicker than you were ready for. Like <sighs> that happens. That's that happens more often than we give credit for. That's right. that's French Montana pop that all over. There again. you go. Yep. He's the that best example of that. Yeah, um, absolutely. That can definitely happen. Yeah, you know? but I think he, I think he's all right. I don't think this record is. No, I, I, I agree. Even, I agree with that. Yeah, even I mean, but it's funny though because you could kind of tell. Like, come on, like you didn't think pop that was going. And I'm not asking you. Sure. You think pop that was going to blow up? Like. That, to me, that Luke, was an obvious, like, okay. Luke Sample, Wayne's verse, Drake's verse, that tempo. Come on. Come on. You weren't ready for that? But, all right, whatever. Um, whatever, bro. We got, we, got a couple, we got a couple of the singles we need to talk about. Yeah. Let's talk, uh, about, yeah, this Wu-Tang, let's talk about this Wu-Tang sample. This Wu-Tang okay. single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family Reunion. Yeah. Produced How by RZA. F- yeah, of course. If you want to use the word produced, it's those, a, those bong bong drums. That's all uh, RZA. These are not my favorite RZA drums. I hate those drums. Um, he needs to, you know, he needs to go find the 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 analog gear he used to make like Wu Tang Forever, and just run all his drums through that because these are no. Um, the sample is like, man, talk about like using all of a sample. <laughs> they just rapped over the song. I know. They just threw some drums on it. It's a uh, it, it's a weird sample for Wu Tang to me because it's 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 meant to be nostalgic, but this is not like if I'm thinking of like being nostalgic about Wu Tang, this is not a type of record that they as a group would rap on. Yeah, like you might talk me into like ghost rapping on something. That's his move. Although yeah. he'll typically do it over like a soul love song, right? Like Hala is amazing. But, yeah. Right, in, in in the weird way that only Ghost only Ghostface can make that song. So like, of course, it's a nostalgic. It's meant to be a nostalgic record, but this is not really in the Wu like wheelhouse to me. It's not, but it doesn't sound like a stretch. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch to me. Um, it's just not. Yeah, it's weird. They're, it's like it's like old. it's it's like it's asking me to be nostalgic for a version of Wu Tang that just never existed. They, I mean, they're older. They are older. They're old. So, like, the song didn't... When I first heard it, you know, I, I heard the, the rip. The so, radio you know, rip, I, hear, yeah. I hear the Hot 90s. I hear them hyping it up. And, you know, then I hear the, the sample, and I'm like, I know y'all didn't do this. But <laughs> as I listen to the song, the progression of it, I mean, gee, whose verse was that? Was that Master Killer's verse? Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't I'm hate like, it oh, either, okay. but, like, like okay. uh, I just... This doesn't do it for me. Again, this is in the same case of... The two chains of Pharrell record. This is a hey, we're really putting out this album. I, I me, sure I can see they, that they're coming out with another fourth chamber mathematics. You know no. that the Wu sound that you want. They're it's never come out with that. no, no, no. Let me yes. let me clear this up right now. That Wu song, that Wu sound is never coming back, and I'm okay with that. I will forever have the the, the records that are, are sitting over my shoulder in my in my in my little office here. Right, I will forever have Iron Man, Cuban Links, Liquid Swords. I will forever have that era. That era is not coming back, and I know that. It's over. Let it go, dog. It's it's, it's done. It's over. So I just want to know: Can they make compelling music? 
right? Because Cuban Links 2, for all of its flaws, had compelling songs. It wasn't great. It had problems. But there were compelling individual songs that worked. So I just want to make sure they can make compelling music again. Because eight diagrams never happened. What? Exactly. All right. Now that I set the, the record straight on Wu-Tang. Did you listen to this No Malice song? No. I, uh, the beat is all right. Um, I, no Malice, He's he just doesn't have it. Mm. At, at least if this record's any judge, he's okay. Maybe. Mm. Like, it's mm, very middling to me. Very like, eh. mm. You know, uh, uh, he's getting a... Uh, you know, he's getting looks on the blogs and everything. Yeah. But, um... I mean, Clips I, Clips, Clips did a great job of maintaining, you know, in between deals, especially that long stretch before uh, Till the Casket Drops came out. Yeah. They did a really good job of, like, making relationships. They kind of, you know, as I talked about earlier, um, a few weeks ago, how somebody made the point about boutique rap with, like, the cool kids. And it was, like, right in between, like, it, it was around the time blog rap was starting to decline. Yeah. Your Charles Hamilton's and your U and I's and all that stuff. Um, you know, clips kind of ate off of that, ate off of that, that, that little era, that little stretch. Um, so that doesn't surprise me that, you know, Miss Info and all these other people show malice, you know, maybe not as much love as Pusha, but a good substantial amount. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, I know that you've said that at one point Malice was outshining Pusha, but I don't think anybody can really make that argument right now. No. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just the last random track to talk about. Yep. Before, because now we need to talk about Summer Jam. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. So, <clears throat> Summer Jam 20. Yeah. Held in... In beautiful New York, of course. Um. So we had, let's see, we had fabulous there. You brought out, brought out Kim to do Queen B. <clears throat> so let's okay. So let's do this. Let's just yeah, go. Yeah. Let's just go one by one. So let's start with Fab. Yep. So go ahead, go ahead and finish. He was supposed to bring out Foxy. Yep. Foxy Didn't was late. Um. Yeah, she was. She was. She was late for her her thing, and they were very. They were time Nazis, understandably so, because the last few years, you know, they, they, they've gotten cut off. They haven't been able to finish the show. So understandable. Um, so Kim comes out and uh, does, does Queen, Queen Chick. Queen B. Queen B. Yeah. Um, one, of her, one of her best records. At, at, far and away. Um, she couldn't I, do how many licks and then bring out Cisco? <laughs> How about no matter what people say, she could do that. Uh, <laughs> there's a funny video on YouTube of of like them behind the scenes, like somebody got, and it's just her, Mary, and Missy, and Mary and Missy are just like plastered, and they're just like they'll start dancing all crazy, and then they'll, as soon as they hit cut, like both Mary and Missy will just plop on the couch and just pass out, and then as soon as they say action, they'll jump back up and start dancing again. It's funny. Don't ask me how I found that footage. So Fab was Fab was cool. He you know he brought out Pusha, brought out yeah. Meek. What did what did Pusha do? Life is so exciting. Oh right. How did the crowd respond to that? I think they liked that record. Okay. 
That's a very New York record. <laughs> so, you know, in 2013, if you want to make a New York record, so half the time you really you just got to pitch that up. Pitch. Pitch, pitch, pitch. Um <laughs> So, we had Wu-Tang doing Wu-Tang. a fantastic set. Great set. Everything Great Triumph. Set. They- um, I mean, they. I mean, they did everything. They did bring. They opened with "Bring the Ruckus." <sighs> they did sh- "Shame on a New." <laughs> <laughs> they did. They had, of course, they had ODB son on stage. Who you know, security tried to kick out because they didn't know who he was. That's um, foul. The thing that I loved about this set was that at the beginning, New York was not trying to mess with Wu Tang, and by no, the end of the show, by the end of the show, they were. In, they the crowd was in the palm of their hands. Yeah, they they put on. They know how to put on a good show. Yeah. Um, a lot of struggle, a lot of denim short struggle, though. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what do you expect, man? I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, you man Wale. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of the early sets. Uh, how did Wale do? Um, you know, he did Lotus Flower Bomb. Of course, he did bad. Miguel came, Miguel came out. Yeah, Miguel came out. No leg oh. drops. Um. <laughs> no you, you see that girl suing him, right? Or going? Yeah. I, oh, wait. She's possibly going to. She's po- she's looking into it because she said brain damage. I mean, if she got a concussion or worse from that, she was giggling. I mean, I, I know that some. I know some concussions like uh, can be delayed. I get that. Well, not even that. I mean, maybe she was. <laughs> she was delirious because she was. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The interesting thing is they they seem to be taking attack of of going after the of the the awards themselves, because I guess the awards instead of because obviously they have like they have like paramedics on site and whatever they just tossed yeah. her a bag of ice. Oh wow! They didn't have anybody look at her like that's a that's from a corporation point of view that's a legal mistake. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and they say, go ahead. Like you take you, like, you take her back. Like we're gonna have our <laughs> we're gonna have this medical crew check you out. Like. Absolutely. You just take care of that. They're there anyway. Like you, you take yeah. care of that on the spot. You don't throw the back of ice. And I mean, now she was backstage, right? Because didn't they yeah. interview her and Miguel? Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Miguel was trying to do the, you know, I'm gonna be nice to you. Please don't sue me. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, that's it. Because then I, I, I read somewhere where the Billboard Awards said that they forbid artists from jumping sets. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that sounds like they're already trying to pawn off uh, liability there. Right. I've never. Who's the only other person to jump from set to set? Chris Brown. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's um. Yeah, not enough to where that's in the rules of don't do this. Because usually, you know, they'll see it for a while and they'll say, "Hey, that could be a liability. Let's put that in." You know, contract. never mind that. They always do a run through. I, I I would find it hard to believe. Maybe this is just how stupid it was, but I find it hard to believe Miguel attempted that without successfully doing it once. He thought of, he thought about it. The, the foot, judging by his body language, he when he was in when he was doing sound check, he looked and he said, "I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna do it." And 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 so when he's in the when he's in the stage and you know when you're performing, you know you're in a moment like you, you know, especially if you're having a really good set, you feel like you can do anything. And he saw it. He judged it. He said, maybe not. And then like something took over him and said, yep, do it. And he did it. And that's what you, that's the mistake that you make. When you do something, you got to fully commit to it. Because the minute he thought in midair, he was like, oh, wait a minute. That's when he like fell straight down. 
It was like when Homer jumped over the uh, Springfield Gorge. <laughs> he just dropped. So. So y- your man ASAP Rocky performed. Yeah, I saw his set. Brought out Bone. And New York just completely shut them down. You didn't like you didn't like Bones' performance? No, I did. I loved it. I was you know I was I watched it from my phone. I was out getting to this money. You know what I'm saying? In, um, in these streets, in these streets. Um, but when I saw when I heard Bone come out, I was like, oh okay, yes, dope. Um, you know, should maybe should they have done first of the month or sluggish, ruggish Bone? Cool. Um, I definitely don't do Crossroads. <laughs> I mean, that probably would have worked. You could tell that you could tell that thuggish ruggish bone. That was ASAP Rocky's favorite one. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Can you come out and do thuggish ruggish bone? And they're like, yeah, whatever you want. Right, (laughs) we're available. Let me put it that way. We're all available. We are not busy. Um, It's stupid. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anything you need. (laughs) Absolutely anything, please. Pretty much. but uh, but how'd you ASAP. feel about ASAP's performance? Uh, you know, ASAP, ASAP, um, he's got a, he's still got some something to learn about live performances. He's I not all the he, way there, but I think he has potential. He I do too. He, he can captivate an audience. He has that, as you said, uh, when we talked about the album, he has a level of charisma and other intangibles for artists, um, that a lot of people don't have. That a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think he has potential. I think he just needs to get rid of the 12 people on stage with him and, you know, be a little more intimate with his set. Mm. You know, maybe bring Ferg out because Ferg is obviously, yeah, you know, they, number yeah, two. He, I mean, he did. So Ferg did work, right? Yeah. Ferg did work. Ferg did work a couple of times. Ferg announced his album drops August 20th, I believe. Um, I think they did the, did they do the remix? Yeah, they did. Okay. So, what'd you think about you know, ASAP and TD and all them being on the stage together? Um, I, you know, I I feel like I feel like that works. Um, I think that I feel like this generation that's coming up now, it's almost sort of like how like if you ever watch uh, Inside the NBA, they will uh, they will they will complain about this all the time. How this new generation of of ball players they're all friends with each other. Yeah. I feel like it's a very similar thing for 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 rappers now. I agree. Um, I agree. Part Especially of it is part of it is we all grew up on beef, beef. So people are like, nah, nah, nah. It's all good. Yeah, but they don't realize that the generation before the beef generation was all friends. Well, yeah, but early, you know, early early nineties up until what mid up until you ain't got to worry about your CEO all in the video. Okay, there you go. That, right. that, that was the moment. You're right. I can't <laughs> believe I had such a brain fart in one of the most important moments in hip-hop history. Right. Yeah, when we talk uh-huh. about important moments in hip-hop history, that might be the one. It might be, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no. yeah, I, I, so, I agree. I think, I think the statement was like, you know, let these new dudes in. Like, we're, we're here. I think, it, I think it was them trying to make that statement. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... I didn't necessarily like accomplish accomplished it, but you know, I think I think they they made a, a point to to scream unity in the immortal words of Rick James. I uh, and then and then Kendrick comes out. Kendrick comes out. 
He did Check Don't Kill My Vibe, Money Trees, yep. Mad City. Yep. He had everybody on stage. Yep. He did Poetic Justice. He did a. Uh, I don't even think he did. Um, oh, we forgot about Two Chains came on. Yeah, Two Chains. I mean, Joe Budden opened the show. We didn't talk about Miguel. I mean, it, it, it's Two Chains, Nicki, Miguel. Two Chains um, set was all right. I think it's one of those instances. What Two Chains did is um, you kind of don't realize, and Fab does this all the time, like you don't realize how many hits a person has until you hear them all in a row. And you're like, oh, he did do this. So you're like, wow, 2 Chains really did all this last year because these were all somewhat recent records. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, got it. So 2 Chains set was cool, brought out Nikki, um, which was obviously going to happen. The, uh, the crowd, a uh, little mixed response. Well, because our mic was off. So they were like, what? 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 Can I, I just say that, like, considering this is a, t- the production values are still. Still, re- I mean. Come on. The, Hot sound, the sound just wasn't there all the way. Why Hot 97 are you. I, I love the fact that you're streaming. Yeah, that's great. Know, that's great. <sighs> Maybe use something else besides you stream. I don't know. But. One thing I don't like is I don't want to hear, I don't, I don't need a, a behind the scenes with Miss Info and Angie Martinez. I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't know anybody who watches that. Just show the um, freaking, show a, re, show a recap of the, I mean, do like behind the scenes, but I don't know. I just don't like it in that way. I would I say, I would say, I mean, those are personalities for them. So they need to, they sure. need to push them, right? I mean, if you... If you're tuning in, you heard about this thing because you're there to listen to your favorite artist and you're not from the New York area and you see these personalities, they're hoping that a certain percentage of them go, hey, I want to hear that person more often. Oh, I can catch up on High 97 when I'm online. Like, I don't need to be in the tri-state area. I think there's some of that. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, I mean, back to Kendrick real quick. So, you know, he, he they say what he did, like a 28-minute set or something. Um he did twenty. He did twenty five minutes. Okay. When he left off the stage, there was still five minutes left on the clock. That's true. The story goes that Ebro, who you know is Hot ninety seven's program director, I got so much to say about Ebro in a second, but keep going. Oh man, come on. So he goes and he <clears throat> goes to go grab French, so French can start his set early, so he can get you know obviously he can get as much time, you know, get as time in as possible in the event that they get shut down. It was raining, you know, by then it was raining really bad. Um, so in the middle of that, the, the, <laughs> oh, I can't even tell the story. I've been waiting to talk about this all week and now I can't talk about it. So your man, my man, your man, who you, Nasarima dream too. I'm, I'm expecting at least three doc tracks on there, man. For the, for the right price, I can make yo-ish tighter. <laughs> I believe will be my motto right there. Ah, out of nowhere, Papoose comes out and he's the headlining act. You've got Kendrick Lamar, 2 Chains, Nicki Minaj, ASAP Rocky, all these people, Wu-Tang Clan, they all opened up for Papoose. Papoose does one song and he leaves. A Ron Brown song, no less. So New York. So New York. So New York. Um, oh. 
And then French eventually gets on stage. No, 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 no. We're not going to skip this moment. Oh, you want to talk about Papoose? Yes. So the story goes, Papoose has known the dudes from Top Dog for a while. Yes. And that happened if such a time existed. He, yeah. he brought Top Dog out to New York and showed them around Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to I'm just trying to visualize his idea. Like, is he like buying them like the shirts with the nines on it? Like, what? How? What is <laughs> at the airport with a bunch of Gino Green? Like, like what? What? <laughs> what? It, like, it, you know, is is K Slay trying to like get them out? Like pushing the straight stunting? Like, I, what is the? We remember a few months ago. K Slade dropped a mixtape and it was, you know, it was a Papoose and Kendrick Lamar record. And we were like, why is Kendrick Lamar doing a song with Papoose? Like, so, I mean, the. the there's, no, there's the, clearly a history there, but I mean, yeah, like just the visual uh, uh, of, of Papoose taking the young TDE crew under his wing and showing around Brooklyn is, is hilarious. Oh, um, so, I, I had the misfortune of watching a recap of the Hot 97 people explain this whole story. Yes, which was hilarious. The, um, the pleas that were copped were hilarious. Yeah. So there's there, they were chast. On one hand, they were like, "We can't believe we got up there," but then they're like, "Oh, that's so hip hop." Yeah. And I'm like, um, "Okay, maybe." And then what they're really chastising him for? They're like, "Well, why didn't he perform? Like, you can't perform new stuff at Summer Jam. You got to perform classics. <laughs> classics." And what was the do- pa- doc? Papoose song. Does Papoose have classics? What was the song that they said he should have performed? I don't even remember. What- Bucket naked. No. I, look. <laughs> well, what do they want him to do? Alphabetical slaughter? Like uh, you yes! know? Yes. <laughs> do all seven minutes. Can and you imagine have K. that? Slay run. No, no, no. Do alphabetical slaughter two. But have K. K. Slay run it back. And yeah, just have K. Slay come out Z. <laughs> Actually, that would have been the better moment if K. Slate comes out on stage with them and is like, "Hold on, hold on, I need you to run that back," and he's like, and he's just shouting at the audience. Um, and then this, and then this is great. They they get him on the phone. They're asking him for advice to give to up and coming artists. And what does he say? What take take what's yours? T- but hold on, you're gonna ask Papoose <laughs> for it, to give advice to the youth, like. The the come on man, that's just not even funny. Like, oh, there's so much pain behind these laughs. <laughs> oh, oh god, yeah, man, that was that was a that was amazing. What I was mean, a, my what, stream was going in and out. You know, so the the best part is like afterwards, the radio people are like, "What did he perform? Like an album cut?" And they're like, "No, that's a single." Like they didn't even know. That that well, was his Rosenberg single. Rosenberg said, "Yeah, right. They, nobody knew. I mean, wasn't Alphabetical Slaughter the single? <laughs> I thought he would have did the the premiere record because he just dropped the video for that. But look at us discussing Papoose. What type of record Papoose should have performed at Summer Jam? None of them <laughs> should have performed. None of them. Um, he just should have came out and been like, "Hey guys, buy my record." Oh, and not only that." He goes into a, when I say free, y'all say Remy. <laughs> Did he really? Yes. <laughs> Dog, I was tweeting you so tough and like none of the tweets went through. I was so mad. Because like, Papu was, shut down Twitter, obviously. 
I was screaming, screaming, like, yo. It it took me by surprise. I'm like, hold on, why is, because I thought it was, because, okay, because the rumor was, well, Jay-Z and Beyonce were backstage. So there was a, 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 a set list that had leaked out during the show that said that Kendrick was going to get 30 minutes and then Drake was supposed to come out and bring a special guest. So we were looking for either Drake to come out during Poetic Justice or for uh, Jay-Z to come out during Chick Don't Kill My Vibe. Mm. So I think Don't Kill My Vibe was one of the, the last records that he did. And, you know, my stream froze. <laughs> so then when I came back on, I just see a guy with a fitted on. I'm like, oh, okay, so here's Jay. But I'm hearing, I'm hearing that. And I'm like, nah, that isn't who I think it is. And then I heard Pat Poos, Pat Poos. And I just, I screamed. I, I screamed like a girl for five minutes. And it's just a great hip hop moment. It was a great hip hop moment. It was hilarious. It's too bad he didn't, he didn't, he didn't like pass it to Ron Brown so he could do a little set, you know? No. Yeah. We could have had Pop Champagne. Yeah. We could have had. We could have had Give Me $20. We, we, we could have had. had we could have Jesus A-Rab Money. Trackers. We could have A-Rab Money. A-Rab Money. <laughs> I'm going to pay for Ron Browse to, to do a set at my wedding just for that. I need him to do those four records. <laughs> How about Jump Out the Window with Nori? Ah, five. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. See, you, like when you're being introduced, you could just have him auto-tune on the mic singing Ether Boy. I need him to. I need him to just be the MC at at the reception. Oh, he could just be. The, that's right. He could be auto tuned introducing your your wedding, like your exactly. wedding. Crew. There you go. There you go. With the pop champagne drums just in the background as y'all like you know y'all doing your little soul train like moves down like you know getting down. Yes, yes. I mean, he shouldn't be that hard to book. What's he doing? I can get him. I get him for like a, a stack, if that. A stack. I'll probably well, tell him. Rap you gotta get. You gotta get. Get. That's right. Get out in these streets first. You gotta. You gotta yeah, grind yeah. and you know get that. Get that paper. Um. Hot. Do hot. Do. Anything else you want to say about Papoose? Nah, man. Shout out to Papoose. I want to say one th- quick thing about just Summer Jam in general and the sure. concept of French Montana being the headliner. Okay. One, one last thing. Shout out to Joe Budden for opening up the show. Shout out 15 minutes set. I'm just, you know. You weren't 15. mad? No, not at all. I mean, his set wasn't the greatest, but no, 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 he no. Could've had, he could have had Wayne on, on like, the projector floating. <laughs> like, I think there was a misstep. In a post-apocalyptic <laughs> That's world. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Some missed opportunity. He could have, oh, you know, got to bring that, bring back the Summer Jam screen. Of course. Oh, somebody's got to do that. Somebody Nobody beefs that. with each other anymore, though. That wouldn't be fun. I mean, yeah, you're, tr- you're right. Unless they get fi- unless they get fifty. You see fifty it's, talking it's on Twitter like he like he had the pull to shut down Summer Jam. No, nobody even even the people that I follow, even as many New York bloggers as I follow, none of them retweet Fifty Cent. That's funny. Yeah, but so real quick, so the whole idea <coughs> of French Montana as the headliner, yes. to me, outlines everything that is messed up about New York City hip-hop right now. They see him as like he's the leader right now. Yeah. Dude did 56K the first week. 
Meanwhile, earlier in the show, they had somebody whose album also got delayed, who's also young. Although Colin French young, I mean French is twenty nine, so you're younger than me. Um, who somebody who who's young, who also had a debut album this year, and who sold one hundred thirty nine thousand the first week, and who's had singles get radio play. So you think you think Rocky should have? Oh, I'm not saying I'm saying that given how New York treats their artists, I'm not. At all, I don't think that they would pick Rocky to be it. What I'm saying is, if you think of like the la- think of the think of the rappers who have come out of New York who have been high profile. There's two ways you can do it. You yeah. can do it the New York radio way, which is the French Montana way. Yeah. Or you can do it the I'm going to do it my own thing way, which is the Nicki Minaj. It's the ASAP Rocky way. Yeah. When you don't do it the preferred <clears throat> New York radio way, you aren't the, you aren't championed. Okay. Right? ASAP is not the favorite son there. Right? No. The, the, right? French Montana... Man, talk about it. I mean, talk about a high profile, just belly flop right in the pool. And I'm sure that French was booked to be the headliner way in advance. Yeah. But even still, I think it shows the sort of like insular nature of New York right now. Like, I'm sure if you ask like just regular people in New York who listen to the radio, they'll tell you French Montana is, he sells so many more records than ASAP Rocky. Because that's the, that's the feeling. That's the impression. Because that's what New York Radio wants you to believe. Right? They have, for whatever reason, they've decided we're pushing French. I'm sure part of it is, hey, Puff's pushing them. This is how it used to work. But I think part of it is he played the game. That's really, um, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, if so-and-so just comes out and sells a whole bunch that... Um, you should just blindly like put them first. But I, I, all I'm saying is, at first it was just Nikki, but we're now seeing other examples of people doing well without the traditional New York system, but not get championed by Hot 97 specifically. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really you've got to point to that and say that's problematic. I disagree. Interesting. I disagree because. I would have agreed with you up until I actually saw French perform. French made Emmis a lot of money this year. Um, he made who a lot of money? The 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 company that that pretty much it does Hot ninety seven. It's okay. Clear Channel, Radio One, sure. Emmis. So he made Hot ninety seven a lot of money this year. I think as you and I have documented, if um, excuse my French comes out you know, last fall or whenever it's supposed to come out, that album doesn't sell 56K. No, it doesn't. It, but that's it, not what it's, happened. It's not. But, so people may not remember the album, but people remember those singles. And, you know, French really showed me, like, oh, like to me, French's album and French's everything that he's been doing lately just shows me that the just the landscape in New York has just changed, man. And I think that, I think Rocky, in Rocky's case, I think Rocky is able to do more because Rocky, again, he has those those tangibles that allow him to do other things outside of being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of has the appeal to where, you know, middle America kind of peeks their eyes up and says, well, who's that guy? You know, who's the guy? French Montana could have done that Adidas commercial. As, as, as goofy as that Adidas commercial is, 
you know, Rocky fits in that role. Like yeah, Rocky I, I'm commercial. just imagining French Montana doing ad libs on that in an Adidas commercial. And right, like, nah, nah, nah. like yeah. you know, he's he's a little sl- he got shot in the head. So he's a little slow. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, he, he is. That's why he's, that's why he raps. People are like, why does he rap like that? Because he got shot in the head. Um, I just I think that you know, hearing this response to those records, hearing the crowd roar. Now, of course, pop that because pop that pop that's an obvious hit as we've we've documented on the show. But hearing the roar for um, "Ain't Worry About Nothing" right before the 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 set got cut off, the I mean the crowd went crazy. I'm like, whoa, really? That, that it kind of just made me show that there there's a difference between and we don't talk about this enough. There's a difference between there's still a difference between fans on the internet. And fans out in you know out in the world like everybody else. That's now, right. And the difference is what radio chooses to promote and what they don't. Right. And because if you have a conversation with, you know, it's very I, and and I'll just say this some personal experience. It's very few and far between to have a really educated, intelligent discussion on hip hop with people who aren't plugged into the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like the where somebody who knows about not everything but knows enough. To carry on and say, okay, they have a, an educated opinion. Other than that, as the point that you were making, pretty much whatever's on the radio, you know, not even what's on TV, because you know, videos are a non-factor. So, you know, video, Pandora, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just different avenues for people to get music nowadays. And I think it shows with French Montana. I would I would say that um I would say that New York Radio's relatively slow adoption of their underground movement that's happening there right now. The Action Bronsons, the Joey Badass, like that whole sort of there's a there's a crew of rappers coming up, producers like Harry Fraud, who are reluctantly now starting to get some radio play, but weren't exactly what I would term championed. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got someone like ASAP, who I always who I always champion in the show, but if you think of like it's funny these new these under these sort of new guys coming up these underground guys that I talked about just a second ago they have what you might consider a proto hip hop set like a proto New York City sound like a 2013 flip on what you might consider traditional New York hip hop mm-hmm. on the other end of the spectrum you've got ASAP who unabashedly has influences from all across right and you might say that that's the reason why they don't support him because he doesn't sound New York but listen. French Montana doesn't sound traditional New York either, right? They, French Montana though, he sounds and he's got and he's got guests from what's hot right now, right? That's why they support him, right? They support they, him because they, they don't they, they they don't know what to, they wouldn't know a new sound. They're not going to know a new sound until it gets forced on them. And you had and then you got to look at Pop that Pop that had Ross come out. Ross didn't even come out for his own people. He didn't come out for while they set. He came out for French's set. While they didn't yeah. need him, French did. Well, that, that's my point. So yeah. you don't close Summer Jam with with ASAP after if French goes if French goes on in between. What is, so what to you? What does it go? Does it go? No, no, no. Hold on. Let me, let me rephrase. I'm not. I'm not proposing that as it as it stands right now. ASAP should have closed. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is I'm pointing to this as an example of why I think New York hip hop is in trouble. Not because oh god, they, New York hip hop needs to be the same universe. To me, like. They have dug themselves into this corner. 
Yeah, dug dug themselves. I'll agree with that. All dug right. themselves into a corner. They have dug yes. themselves into a, into a corner yes. where, you know, I don't know any. I mean, look, I, I'm giving lots of French Montana slander, but I don't know. Like there are, it seems to me that they actually have options now. They have options emerging in New York that they could be championing. Instead, it's French who he's best known. For like right now, I mean, basically he's got like he 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 appears on records that sounds like other people's records, and mm-hmm. he's got a lot of famous people on his records. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's really what the dude in your city's known for. But I don't get do it. You, but you you reference Joey Bad Person, yeah, and Action Bronson. Like, are they making music that that uh, a, a a commercial radio station can get behind? I mean, you could have said the same thing about what was popping out of Atlanta in like 2003, 2004. But that was, that, that was, what, what was 2003, 2004? I'm thinking like, um, a little scrappy, uh, but that F- was stuff that we, but that's where the sound was going. And that was something that we had because before. that's because they made it their sound. Like that was their emerging sound. And at the time it didn't seem that commercial, but it was Atlanta sound and Atlanta as a region owned it. And they promoted it, and they exported it, and it became the radio sound. And then, what I'm saying but, is that New York will never have anything like that if all they do is trend hop, or if all they do is try to rehash what they, do, which they is sh- what Joey Bad Person. And I don't want to say. I don't think. Bronson. I don't think. I don't think Bronson does that at all. And I, I, I don't want to. I still don't think. And as I, I think I said it last week, Bronson. Bronson raps. He he has a throwback style, but it's not like Joey, where it's yeah. Just Joey like, is Joey's aping it. Sure. Yeah, like totally. So, but I think that Bronson doesn't have a sound yet, so it would be it would be wrong for me to include him in that category. But we're not. I'm not going to champion Joey, and I'm not even going to champion. Well, no, no, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'll take that back. I'm not going to champion somebody like Joey who just makes music that just makes me want to listen to albums that came out 20 years ago. Shoot, wait, is that 20 or 30? 20. 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 20. 20 is right. Yep. 30 years ago, we'd be, you know. Back to Africa Chains and uh, uh, Hot Top Fade. Well, Hot Top Fades are coming back in style. A, a, lot, a lot of tight leather. I think that's what would have been going on. Tight leather and, and Adidas, Adidas with no laces and stuff like that. Yeah. I got you. I understand what I'm you're about, saying about Joey, but I, I guess what I'm saying <clears> in general is to me, it's just like. Not to pick on one, I'm, I'm picking on one particular point, but it's just really emblematic of wh- where New York City hip hop has ended up. I just thought it was a really interesting difference. Okay, well, I'll say this though. I'll say this. I think that now in the world, we, I think we live in a different world where New York, it's not that New York hip hop isn't New York hip hop anymore. It's that New York isn't New York anymore. Mm. You know, New York is where you would go to make it. And, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't follow, you couldn't pursue your dreams from, Kentucky or Virginia. You had to go to LA, New York, Atlanta, Miami. Nowadays, the internet has just made the world so small that you are, you know, 140 characters away from reaching all every single continent in every single country. So that, that's true it, to a degree, but I think what I mean the diff, the difference is now Atlanta has supplanted New York in terms of if you want to make it in hip hop, that's where everything's happening. But there's still something to be said about new, about first New York and now Atlanta being a hub. It's like because, there's just a certain amount of musicians and studios and labels. There's just a, a certain amount of stuff in a certain area. 
it's not impossible to do it otherwise it used to be impossible it's just more probable if you're there and maybe it's because you know new york just kind of sat back and didn't didn't adapt and add their own creative spin on, on what was going on at the time you know you could say that again Oh, there's on, lots like, of reasons. I don't want to rehash all this, yeah, but okay. I just, I just thought it, to me, I just thought it was really like I, I just thought it was an interesting dichotomy. Like, I'm not proposing that in 2013, given how people in New York and the tri-state area view ASAP. I'm not proposing he should have closed the show. I'm just, I'm just sitting here pointing out here's somebody who was successful, who got his buzz primarily off the internet, but then translated that into album sales, who translated that into going on tour, right? But who sort of relegated to the middle of the pack at his hometown radio show. I just mm. thought that's interesting. When he has by far the highest selling hip hop album for somebody from New York this year, mm. but he's he's middle of the pack at his own at his own radio show. That I just yeah. think that's an interesting thing. Okay. So we're like an hour and forty nine, forty eight minutes right now. I think we're gonna cut off the hip hop talk, right? Uh, yeah, I think we covered everything. All right. So if you. You know, hopefully y'all want to stay, but I know some people don't like it when we talk sports. So I'm just warning y'all right now because we need to talk about these NBA finals. Have to. More importantly, we need to, we need to recap real quick and and talk about the end of the the Heat Pacers series. Yeah. What was your take on Game Seven? <laughs> um, there was a lot of different factors. Um, it made me mad because you know Miami turns turns it on and off whenever they feel like it. Um, you know, I don't think that Miami played well. I just think that when Miami has at least three guys clicking, nobody in the NBA can beat them. And I also think that the Pacers kind of, you know, they, those bright lights came on and they weren't able to do, you know, they, they cut off the, the high pick and roll very, very early with Roy you know, they kept trying to go into him. And as soon as they go into him, you know, they finally realized that I believe and people think that I'm crazy. But I think that Roy Hibbert plays really, really scared. And he plays, hey, I'm big. So whoever's whoever's guarding me probably can't guard me so I can do what I want basketball. And, you know, they, they smothered him. And the funny part about it, and A, and when Miami initially stuffed that plan and they had to go to plan B, they didn't go back to plan A. They didn't, they, they completely abandoned feeding Hibbert in the paint, just going back to that. They, they should have like went off of it for a while and then come back to it. And then they had Hibbert out for entirely too long. Um, you know, anytime Hibbert was on the bench, Miami just like took off. Um, the two big runs that Miami went on, I believe Hibbert was on the bench during those two runs. Well, they got him in foul trouble. Okay. Early they did anyway. They got him, oh. what, three in the first half? Uh, was it three by halftime? I thought it was three by halftime. Uh, it was at least two I, by halftime. It, definitely two by halftime. Definitely two. Because I remember him, I thought he got three and four in the third quarter. And then he got five very early in the fourth quarter. I, I think the reps protected Hibbert way too much for most of the series. Mm. If I hear the phrase verticality one more time, and what I mean by verticality is this nonsense rule that apparently the refs have decided to enforce where if you go if your body appears to be straight up and down your arms straight up and down 
that you can have contact that you don't normally have. Never yeah. mind the fact that he's he might be his body might be vertically up and down, but he's still moving laterally. There yeah. was one play in Game Seven where he where he he made contact with LeBron and LeBron missed, and his body sure was straight up and down, but he was moving towards LeBron. Mm-hmm. How is that legal? Wait, wait, it's not legal. It's but, not because that's similar to the same call that they that they call LeBron on, right? The, the Hibbert got so much for whatever reason. The refs anointed Hibbert into the you're gonna get you're gonna be you're gonna get a lot of love club, because right? they gave they gave LeBron no. I mean, the, it's funny because when Bron would flop, because oh, good lord, God, there's his lesson. When when he flopped, they call it. But when he would drive and they beat him up, they wouldn't call it. Yeah, I was gonna say LeBron's problem is a smaller problem of what Shaq had. Shaq was so big and powerful. He would get destroyed. People would just wail on him and they barely called half of it. Uh-huh. LeBron is so powerful. Yeah. He can absorb so much yeah. that they don't call hardly anything. So that's why when he flops, it looks really terrible. But yeah. the problem is, is the I mean, I, I look, I, I'll blame LeBron for flopping. It looks awful. But on the other hand, there's positive re- – he's getting positive reinforcement for it. Absolutely. Like he gets he results. He doesn't have an incentive to stop. No. Even if they find him, it's still worth it. They, I mean, they said the five thousand dollar flop was the equivalent of you, of a person who makes forty thousand dollars a year, getting ten dollars taken out of their paycheck. Yeah, I mean, and, and the problem is, is that they don't. It's not like they go back and retroactively change anything, change anything about the game. If you flop and it gets a crucial call on somebody, and that and that alters rotations and everything else, how much? And, and the NBA Finals, dude, people, whatever, write that check. It is all yeah. worth it. Robert Ory. Oh God. Um, but uh, I thought that I thought Wade has always been a little bit of a diva. But man, what a diva he is! His, I mean, it's he's just old, man. He's old. He hasn't developed his outside shot. You know, no, he hasn't. And it's funny because you you told me to tell you you said you tweeted me and you said Bosch should stop shooting. I wholeheartedly trust. Bosch has shot way more than way. What I meant by that really is, you know, Bosch is a big man. I realize he's a stretch four, but he's a big man. So when that, sh- I know he's falling in love with the outside shot. Yeah. So when that doesn't fall, you need to not be afraid and go down low. Not, not in this series. He'll, I think he'll be more down low against Duncan, but nah, Hibbert was abusing him. He was, Hibbert, but Hibbert- they needed him. They needed somebody. I mean, good, they, good lord. I mean, they brought out the corpse of Mike Miller. Um, oh my god, that was that was that was bad to watch. He'd make a three and he would just like crawl back to defense. Well, the I worst guess. was as awkward as watching him in in the finals last year, where it was just like I thought I thought they were gonna have to like get like a shovel to scoop him off the floor right. after the game. Yeah. Like he was just yeah. he had nothing. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting is you know the first quarter of, of Game Seven. The Heat didn't look great at all. No. They were frantic, and that was that was the that was the Bosch and Wade quarter. Well, yeah, yeah, because they but LeBron and even to a fault, I believe LeBron looked at his teammates a little too much in I Game think he, Seven. I think he was proving a point, but he was proving a point. He was he totally. Tried, pro- he's like totally, he's like you want to complain? I'm gonna get you involved right from the get go. We're gonna right from the get go. Right, we're gonna yes. give you all the shots you want. I'm gonna give you all the rope you want. Oh, by the way, we cause a ton of turnovers. We wreck havoc defensively. That's actually what the Heat never get enough credit for is how good they are defensively. Yes, but they re- yes. they wreck havoc defensively, and they're still not winning. 
Yes. So then LeBron's like, okay, so can I can I step in, please? Can the can the the greatest player on the planet please uh please get his? And he has twelve points in the second quarter, and the game is never the same. Um, I I was really impressed with LeBron in that game. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the other thing for Wade is Wade didn't have to to guard uh, Paul George. Oh wait, was it Stevenson? Who was he? He was guarding. Um, he was guarding well, Stevenson. I thought. I believe that's that. Yeah. Um, you know, LeBron took that off of him because Stevenson was getting buckets. Yeah. Even I can't stand Lance Stevenson. What is it with dudes named Stevenson? Why? Who else? Deshaun. Oh, I don't know, man. Where's he at? Is he even in the league still? People need to. Yeah. He he's the he's the poster child for don't don't go don't go making your rep about trying to irritate LeBron. He might not be Jordan in terms of like he'll bury you, but he'll get you. There was um yeah the party I was the party I was at the rooftop party I was at a few weeks ago. Somebody played. Uh, Jay's version of Blow the Whistle. I forgot all about that with Soldier Boy and the Wizards and like that was really a thing. I forgot all about that. Um it, No, you know, I um I think the Heat are in trouble. Um that I mean that, that goes without saying, but I think they're in trouble just because <sighs> Wade better be really hurt. He is hurt. He's I know he's, he's hurt, but he's hurt. He he's looking awful. Like everybody made a really big deal about his his game seven. His game seven numbers two years ago would have been okay for him. Yeah, but like, no, he, he remember he was hurt last year too. No, no. I know. Mean, we talked about this previously. Like, that's just his style. Like the question has always been, how long can Dwayne Wade go? Mm. Um, you he, know, Bosch. I don't. I don't. I mean, Bosch. He tweaked his ankle, right? Uh, I don't know. I think he tweaked his ankle a couple games ago. You know, I, I'm guessing that's part of it too, but. You know the 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 um, the Spurs are they're an interesting challenge for them. They've never the, played them. And no. even when they and even when they played them, they never had you, all the people. They didn't have all the guys, and they still had to like fight for their win. Because um, because the Spurs are that deep. The Spurs are deep. They're disciplined. Um, they uh, they can play big, which will give Miami problems because it does. Yep. Yeah, they could throw Splitter and Duncan out there. Yeah, they love the corner three. Yeah. Um. The here's the caveat though, and I mean basically, assuming the Heat don't go cold again from three, because that's what re- I mean. That really killed them in the series. They had to stop playing Battier. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see how many minutes they can get out of Battier, but assuming that they don't go as cold from three as they were in the Pacers series, and assuming that Bosch and and um. And Wade can give him something. Then I think the X factors. Yeah, we all know LeBron's great, but they don't have to save LeBron now. Like LeBron's gonna, and this is gonna tire him out, and he will be dead. It's a good thing they're not doing Olympics this year because he's gonna have at some point he's gonna have to guard Parker on one end and then run the offense on the other end. Yeah, he's already said that he's guarding Parker. He's gonna have to. Yeah, like he's gonna be exhausted. But he's LeBron. Like they're gonna. I mean, they don't have to save him for another series. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So he can he can really he, yeah. like, sit on his behind in, in the in the off season. Um, I agree. I think that I think that what Miami needs to do. I think Battier will be better in this series because he's a disciplined player. Um, I'm just trying to little, figure out where they play him. Like the problem is, is if they play Splitter and Duncan at the same time, that gives them real problems. They'll have him at the four against Duncan. Um, no, who's there? Oh, Splitter's their five? My bad. 
Then they'll have them. <sighs> That's the problem. If they go big, they really can't play them. Then they'll, they'll just have to play. Do you know who they need to? This is what Miami needs to do. There's a few things. Keep Mario Chalmers off of the court. Yeah, well, just keep, just keep Cole out there. Keep exactly. Norris Cole is ready. And give the like. I rather than give Ray Allen more run. Like give Ray Allen more. Um, because at least he can I shoot. S- What's that? At least he can shoot. Every time I see Ch- every time I, every time I saw Chalmers go on these oh. ill-advised drives, I'm like, oh god, just yeah. stop. Super Nintendo Chalmers. He's yeah. Um, I say that if they want to go big, I think. As goofy as he is, um, you keep jo- you give Joel Anthony some minutes. Some minutes. Well, the other, the other way to go, the other way to look at it is, I mean, maybe they just really expand. I mean, they gave Birdman a lot of run anyway. They're giving Birdman a lot of run, but I mean, really, like he's, know, he he's really got a shot in this series. Yeah, he he's got he's, he's got to give them a lot, and um, I think they got to get something out of Haslam too. Yes, if 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 they can get something out of if they can get Bosch. Basically, their three their three big men have to be like the more yeah the more they go big the more they need Haslam to show up. I take back what I say about Joel Anthony because yeah I, I was gonna say, just I hear I hear I can hear <clears throat> one of our listeners like screaming at the at the you, no they're not Joel Anthony like if no, they, I totally I totally forgot about Haslam they're 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 fine with with Haslam Birdman and uh, and Bosch who's they're gonna fine. who's gonna guard LeBron on on. On, uh, on the other side, who, I who think Ginobili. No, not Ginobili. No, um, there's no way. Uh, your man, um, Kawhi. Yeah, but <sighs> LeBron is going to torch him, and I think they they're fine with that. They the the problem is is that this is not an NBA where LeBron and that this was and this was the problem. This is what ESPN was trying to push out their their funky rhetoric was. Oh my God. Who's going to, you know, where is LeBron going to get help from? As long as LeBron gets help, there's no team in the NBA that can beat them. But but, but he's got to get help from somewhere. He's got to get help, and he has to get consistent help against the San Antonio Spurs. Because if, if they play anywhere near the way that they've played this entire, not just the, 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 the Pacers series, this entire playoffs, they're not winning. Flat out, they're not winning. The Spurs are too, too rested, they're too disciplined. You've allowed all that. You've allowed all those energy or in energy. You've allowed all those injuries to kind of heal up. So you've got a, a pretty much ready to go. Duncan, Ginobili, all those guys. Parker, his ankle. He tweaked his ankle late in the season. They're all fine now. You you really got to come. Like you you have to make a statement. You have to do what you did to Oklahoma City last year. They might get game one, and you just have to go on a tear and just destroy everything that they have to do. You cannot linger with San Antonio. At all, because you will lose. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think what's just really noteworthy about that Pacer series is how little they got out of so many players. Yeah. And the fact they still found a way to win. Like they got so they got nothing out of Battier. Betty had a had a had a DNP. Game seven. Yeah. They they um and bet I, what I saw on ESPN. Out of their most common, like six of their most common, like six of their eight most commonly used lineups during the regular season had Battier in it. Like he was their power forward. Yeah. I mean, they just, he was just taken out. He was neutralized completely, which is why I feel like even though it's not always their style, I feel like you'll see a lot of big, like I think they'll play big. I think they're going to, they're going to try to force Miami to adjust. Yeah. Of course. Cause they, they're going to see that. 
they or they saw that in the Pacers series. Like, yo, not only were the Pacers beating Miami, like they were destroying Miami just just from play to play. Yeah. Like going big is obviously their their Achilles. And you've got better, more experienced bigs, and you've got a deeper lineup. Because who does Indiana really play? What's their rotation? Seven players? Should only be five. They shouldn't play anybody on that bench. (laughs) Ever. That bench is awful. But, you know, I I will say this, though. They don't, that's not happening next year. I think you've got. I, I think people. I think people are, are are already giving them a little too much. I think they're going to have more of a problem integrating um, Granger, Granger back than people realize. Granger needs to come out. Granger needs to come off of the bench. Granger was their star. He Not gets even. paid star money, or close to it. It is going to be a problem. I'm just going to put that. I'm going to say that right now. Mm. If Granger doesn't go down, Paul George doesn't emerge. Mm-hmm. Paul George is now the the guy on that team along with Hibbert. They're gonna have they're gonna have some issues. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, obviously they gotta they gotta go with George and Hibbert, but um, in 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 Hill to a certain degree. Um, but um, yeah, I you know, that's gonna be a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. He's almost. I, I mean, I don't want to say he's quite like Rudy Gay, but the similar the similarities between. Grizzlies and the Pacers with regards to, you know, Rudy Gay and um and Danny Granger. I, I feel a little bit of a similarity there. Right? Big yeah. name guy goes down, team does our team does pot, potentially, you know, better without them. Trying to integrate them back, I think that'll be challenging. I agree. I think everyone's they, they've 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 already done the one, two, three for, for next year in the East to some combination of Chicago, Indiana, and Miami, and I'm like, let's yep. just let this play out. <laughs> let's not get excited. The the Recent history is littered with 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 young teams who who did really well and then crashed back to earth. Now they've been building for a while, but they really broke through. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, can Paul George handle a full season of teams treating him like a number one option? Mm. He's not catching anybody by surprise anymore, mm. right? There's a lot of little factors there. Everyone just needs to relax about Indiana. Sheesh. Um, who do you got in the finals? I am still going to go with Miami. Miami in. <sighs> Who's got home court? Miami. I believe Miami does, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Miami in six. In six? I'm going to go with Miami in six. That means they're winning on the Spurs home court. Yeah, they can do that. If it's 3-2... Going into game six in San Antonio. They're not winning that game. You don't think so? I don't trust Miami in game sixes. That's what I'm saying. So that means it's going game seven now. Like, I'm trying to, under, like, what nah, scenario? No, because they're not, what, what is it? It's two, what is it? Two, two, one, was it two, two, one, one? No, that's even. What is it? What, how does it go? Isn't it two, two, one, one, one? For the final, it changes in the finals, right? Oh, does it go to two, three, two in the finals? Hold on. Yeah, because if it, if if it's game six and they they'll win one of the early games at home, yeah, they're not winning a game six if it's in San Antonio. Well, it probably will be in San Antonio, but they're not winning a game six in San Antonio. That's not gonna happen. Oh, it's two three two. Oh, ooh, that means they have to win. That means they have to win. Ooh. 
In order for it to not be seven games, that means they got to win two in San Antonio. <sighs> I'm gonna. I'll go safe and be Miami in seven. <clears throat> they they can't beat my. They can't. I I've, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't beat San Antonio. No, they they'd only have to if, for game six. They'd only have to win one in San Antonio. Okay. Three that three in a row is killer. Two two three two. That three um, in a row is killer. Yeah, I was gonna say if it was the two two one one one, that would not bode well for Miami. But two three two does Miami a huge favor. They only have six they, and seven. Yeah. Yeah. They only have to win one out of those middle three. Preferably two. But only have to win one. Yeah. But they don't have to they they, they don't have to win those two games in those six and seven, like if it was if it was three games to two, if Miami wins the first two games in Miami and then San Antonio wins the first three games or yeah. wins the next three games in San Antonio, I'm not confident that Miami can beat them in two straight games at home. They don't have that home crowd. Oh, that's interesting. I think the I think the I don't think that they have a home crowd necessarily, but their role players play much better at home. Role player sort of thing. Like if you're looking for role players to come through in the playoffs, you want you want to be at home. True. Um, plus the refs will be a little friendlier at home. Oh, I need to see the ref assignments. Is um, no, because you know Duncan and that guy. Um, what's his name? Um, the one who handed out all those texts last yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, he's horrible. I bet you he's. I bet you he's refing one of those games. He's horrible. If he's, he's the one. He's the one who kicked out a uh, uh, Cole and in, in, in the other guys game seven, right? Uh, let's. See. I think he is. Which was weird. Joey Crawford. No, not Joe. I, of course, Joey Crawford's bad. I'm thinking of another guy. No, I'm talking Joe. Cra- Joey Crawford and Tim Duncan have a history. Oh yeah, they do. Um, I uh, I want to see. Now, anytime I think of Joey Crawford, I always think of um, um, I always think of uh, him high stepping to make that call. <laughs> uh, they don't post ref assignments until. 9 a.m. each game day. Mm. Eh, come on. Anyway, so you've got yeah Miami and you said six. Yeah, I'll go Miami and six. I'll go back to Miami and six. What you got? I'll say Miami and seven. Mm. Um, Book it. <laughs> I. Uh, but it's not it's not confident about my I mean I'm making a lot of assumptions. Yeah. I, you know, um we're we're assuming that they won't be as bad. We're assuming that they'll get something out of Bosch. I think they will. I think the biggest problem will be sort of like I think I think Spo has a real weakness when it comes to Dwayne Wade. I don't just think, Dwayne Wade Specifically, no, I take that back. He's a, he's a much better coach this year. I thought he was a great coach this year. Um, he has a weakness with Dwayne Wade. What I mean by that is, the the coach needs to sort of enforce a little bit of the the pecking order here. Mm-hmm. But Dwayne Wade is still like his guy. Mm-hmm. That that that's somewhat of a problem. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, we can give LeBron credit for facilitating the offense, but that first quarter, like those those first those first like whatever plays, those are preset. Like mm. they went out of their way to try to get a struggling Dwayne Wade, like probably more than they should have, frankly. 
if it weren't for those turnovers, that first quarter could have got a little out of hand. They were shooting awful. Their defense really bailed them out and kept that game close until LeBron took over. Destroyed it, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Basically, I, I think Wade needs to just shut up. Like, he's not the guy anymore. But he doesn't know that. <laughs> you know? You don't think he knows that? I don't I don't think he I don't think he's fully accepted how much better LeBron is than he is. Mm. Like I think he sees it as like one and one A. Oh, like like it like it was like it was supposed to be the first year. That's right. I don't think he realizes how big the gap is right now. Yeah, because the gap has the gap has moved tremendously since LeBron got to uh to Miami. It's huge. Calling it's, them it's, the big three is really being generous. Yeah. Really it, being generous. It's more it's more so for, for notoriety reasons at this point. I agree. But yeah, I mean the gap is it's just Gotcha. But um I think it I, I have high hopes for the series. Oh, this is gonna be a great series. I'm gonna be thoroughly entertained. I just wish it was on TNT. You don't like ESPN's coverage? I hate ESPN's coverage. Hate it. Can't stand it. I, I'll 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 gladly take Reggie Miller and Steve Kerr. <laughs> gladly, they don't bother me as much as as they bother other people. I don't I don't mind Reggie. It's maybe because I liked Reggie as a player. He's a little annoying. Uh, so I, is so is Van Gundy. Van Gundy doesn't really bother me. Uh, see, there we go. <laughs> All right, so we both yeah. got the Heat winning. We think it'll be a long series. Any, well, let me ask you, if, if any one of the teams were to make this a four or five game series, which one would it be? Which, one ha, which team has the, uh, let me flip it, which team has the bigger chance of just getting blown off or impl- blown off the floor or, or just imploding? I don't think either one. Mm, so, like, the, you, you think it's definitely six or seven? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not going to be like last year where we thought, you know, at least it was going to be six because, you know. It was the two young guys, and all of a sudden, OKC just went to hell in the handbasket. Just I don't know what happened in that series. If if it's a short series, it means the Heat or win. It means the Spurs win. You think so? Because it it probably means that that Wade and Bosch, to a lesser degree, continue to struggle, and they and they sort of implode. They were they were sort of in danger of imploding in that Pacer series. They were in danger. If if they didn't play. And I, I don't. I hesitate to say that they really played well because I don't think Wade played. I think he played better and he played good. They have not played well this entire playoff. Yeah, Wade. I mean, Wade and I mean, Bosch was. I mean, he missed. He was what one for his first eight. I mean, I was just like, God, stop shooting the ball. But um, you could tell there's some tension there. You know, the remarks of LeBron saying like, "I feel like I'm back in Cleveland again," or I'm paraphrasing whatever he said. Like, you know, it was yeah, back. He said to he took it back to his took Cleveland it back days. to Cleveland days. I think part of that was, you know, he's referencing how they changed their offense to be more around him. But I think part of that is, hey, he felt like he was in Cleveland again. <laughs> no <Right>. help. <laughs> Shout out to Mo Williams. Oh. Antoine <laughs> Jameson. Zildrunas. I didn't say, yeah, I'm talking about, Il- I'm talking about Ilgowskis. I'm talking um, uh, Wally Zerbiak. Wally Zerbiak. <laughs> uh, Daniel Gibson, like. Man, those, I mean, I'm tough, man. LeBron doesn't get nearly enough credit for almost dragging 
exactly so many groups of stiffs Bumps. through the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. Those clear. I mean, no, but but you know, that, I mean, that's the reason why I'm a Miami fan now. It's not because I got excited because three great players came together. It's because I saw what LeBron did for Cleveland, the city, and for Ohio, the state, and what their response was when you know they didn't reciprocate his effort. Mm. Now I just want to see you win because you put that much work in. Yeah. Because my, I mean, my goodness, whew, it was bad. Yeah, this records. <laughs> it was bad, son. Anything else you want to say, NBA? Nah, man, just excited, just excited for uh, tonight. We'll, we'll, say, we'll say tonight because by the yeah, time people by hear the time this, people hear this, it'll be yeah, Thursday definitely, morning. Definitely excited. All right, so um, I think that's it for this week. So thank you everybody for uh, for listening. Next week, you know, I I don't know. We'll talk about if we get some leaks. We'll be talking about that. Otherwise, we'll we'll find something. But um, you know, thank you all for tuning in. ClockRadioSpeakers.com, um, Facebook.com/slash/ClockRadioSpeakers. As always, use the hashtag. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell us, you know, tell us you hate the NBA coverage or you love it. You know, talk to us about Summer Jam. Um, all that. Use the hashtag ClockRadioSpeakers. Um. Hit us up on Twitter. Check out the radio show. I'm assuming all these records that we talked about, you're probably going to hear a lot of them. And uh, you got anything else to add, man? Nah, man. Uh, Great episode. See y'all next week. This is Kairos.com. That's what you're supposed to say. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all next week. Appreciate it.